0: Hello and welcome to Fresh Hop Cinema. I'm Johnny Summers, that's Max Minardi. And on this week's episode, we have a lot of fun stuff for you. Not only are we talking about Kingsman, the Golden Circle, the 2017 film that came out just a couple days ago for us, but we're also reviewing some very fun beers from Left Coast Brewing Company and Tioga Sequoia. Johnny, what beers are those? So Tioga Sequoia, we are drinking Summer's Vibes. Or is it Summer Vibes? It is just Summer Vibes. I No, can't there's read. a weird, like, that's not your fault. That's, yeah. the, that's the font, but it is yeah. Summer Vibes. Summer Vibes, and then from Left Coast spring we are drinking galaxy supernova ipa two beers that we thoroughly enjoyed for the most part and we uh we go on some some mostly uh thematically connected tangents towards the end but we hope you bear with us because it was a really fun episode um but in the meantime please do stick around because we have a couple things that you should know coming up right now This week's episode is brought to you by Spike's Bottle Shop. That is absolutely right. Spike's Bottle Shop is paired up with Fresh Hop Cinema to offer our listeners a 10% discount on any purchase in the store just by using our top secret passcode, which Johnny is. It's FHC. It will always be FHC. So go in there and check out their amazing selection. They've got one of the best selections of craft beer in Northern California. Uh, Everything you need. Once again, that's Spike's Bottle Shop, 1270 East First Avenue. Go check them out. And if you like what you're hearing, here's our music of the week. This is a fellow named KC Turner out of the Bay Area. KC's uh, a singer songwriter, also an event promoter. He puts on a lot of great shows. Uh, if you like his music, go ahead and check him out at kcturnerpresents.com. That's the letter K, the letter C, turnerpresents.com. All right, enjoy the show. Why don't we begin? This is, is Fresh Hop Cinema. Hey, hey, hey again. Welcome to Fresh Hop Cinema, everybody. My name is Max Minardi. My name is Johnny Summers, and we are your favorite movie and beer show. If you've never listened to us before, uh, as Johnny just said, we talk about craft beer, craft beer world, movies, the movie world, our world. Uh, and that's, that's about it. Sometimes it gets a little bit crazier by the end, but thanks for strapping in for the ride. Every time. <laughs> Um, yeah, as uh, as you heard at the beginning, we're covering a lot of fun stuff this week, uh, starting with whatever Johnny says we start with. Yeah. Um, let's start with, I don't know, what's on the table? Oh, we have a delicious new beer from Left Coast Brewing. Now, I was going to talk about my clean canteen, but that's fine. Were are you? <laughs> Just looking at stuff that's on the uh, table. Yeah. Um, also, disclaimer, lately we've been trying to feature beers that relate thematically to the movie we've seen. Um, we're, we're talking about Kingsman, the golden circle, and we didn't, uh, procure beers specific to the movie. So instead we got glassware specific to the movie. Yeah. Let's, let's talk a little bit, a bit, a bit, 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 bit. let's a bit about them, about (laughs) glassware. Talk a little bit about them glassware. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, I found them kind of last minute. I went in to grab our beers for today, uh, knowing that it was sort of a, Ooh, that's nice. That's the sound of a golden circle goblet, sir. Yeah, so I'll, I'll if you follow, Johnny's on Twitter, by the way. Mm-hmm. That's an official thing now. We've been talking about it for a year. <laughs> um, so follow Johnny on Twitter, at Johnny Manitoba, no H in his name, nope. Manitoba with an I, or follow... Uh, just our, like the province in eastern Canada. Which I didn't know. Or follow the podcast, FSHop Cinema, and you'll see a picture of our glassware. I'm going to post one real quick, but uh, it's just, it's a it's a, it's a a goblet. It's a goblet. Uh, a very wide goblet. With a sweet logo. uh from a brewery called Grimbergen. 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 Yes. Grimber- Founded in 1128. That's old as shit. Yes, it's quite old. Grimbergen. Um. So that's what we went with. Well, that's cool. And we figured, let's just go with a glass that has a golden circle. Um, that's it's like the vaguest association with this mm-hmm. movie ever. We Well, we were going even further. We were like, let's, okay, Kingsmen. King, men, they're assassins. They wear suits. There are guns. Can we find a beer with a suit? And we did. Well, yeah, the 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 evil twin Mission Goza mm-hmm. um, is like perfect. It looks like a secret agent beer, yeah. which would have been perfect. Um, but we weren't able to get it i think it's either out of season or spikes was sold out something like that yeah whatever he's a terrible sponsor <laughs> <laughs> except for all the beer that's cool i can talk trash uh, he, yeah he will never listen to the show what i watched. nobody say anything now to kevin right no <laughs> or spike yeah no it's kid. no we you, kid tell his dog for sure yeah no but we did actually get these glasses there like i said i walked in well we got the beer there too and the beer yeah, yeah. Um, but I just saw them on the shelf. He's got all these awesome glasses. As soon as you walk in on your right, and the, the gold just like shone at me. and I was like, oh, we have to grab these. Um, so that's what we're drinking out of. Not the uh, the most official glassware for the beer that we are about to imbibe upon it's official for the theme of the week though right so we, we sacrifice glassware for a theme this can be our pimp cups now too deal yeah these are pimp chalices but what are we pouring into here um right? we are going to be pouring a beer called galaxy supernova it's uh, like they're brand new seasonal mm-hmm. from um, left coast like from west coast yeah if you want to crack that bad boy yeah. i'm going to tell us our listeners a little bit about the brewery. <laughs> Uh, Left Coast Brewing Company is a family-owned and operated uh, brewery in the iconic Surfside town of San Clemente, California. Uh, this independent brewery began as a cra- its craft back in 2004 uh, and over the last 11 years has expanded into more than 25 states and 7 countries. They have a slew of uh, over 23 awards under their belt. Uh, and a brewery, for a brewery that started at a mere 3,500 barrels has since grown to about 11,000 barrels and counting. Uh, they pride themselves on commitment to quality, blah blah blah. I love you. Skip over the quality part. Like, yeah, we don't care about no, that. No, well, I have no, to drink matters. the beer first. Uh, they're gonna. Uh, they pride themselves on a commitment to quality, and they constantly scrive, strive to find premium ingredients to achieve the perfect balance of aroma and flavor. Uh, the family and brewers that comprise Left, hand, left Coast. I keep wanting to say Left... About, yeah, because that's another brewery, Left Hand. But yeah, um, they are passionate about the art and craft of brewing and seek to invent recipes that they not only love drinking but love sharing uh, ingredients technique and passion poured into every pint that is the left coast way is that what it says is left coast way Mm-hmm. from our sand to yours we'd love to share a pint with you because we believe people that go left are in their right mind Ooh. that's a clever okay, little, okay. yeah clever i like it thing. i like it yeah so very seems like a very surfy vibe mm-hmm. they're very laid back it sounds pretty chill maybe it's just me but i see a lot of those um Southern California breweries, and they for some reason their their can art always reminds me of other ones. Yeah, um, like other cans. Yeah, from the same region. Okay, I uh, I'll think of a, a good example here. But there was a beer I drank in San Diego on a beach, and maybe that's why I associate it. But um, very similar vibe, like uh, almost like a hand drawn kind of colored thing. Um, this is almost more of like a pop art. Okay. doesn't matter yeah so what what is on the label so it's a it's a photo well so let me like you said this is galaxy supernova so there's a lot of space space themes going on but it's an ipa um and it's six and a half percent and it features galaxy hops and there's a photo of an astronaut uh potentially walking uh at what looks like warp speed if you look at the uh stars here that's true <laughs> and he's warp speed walking by saturn saturn's behind him i feel like that astronaut's super high yeah he must be yeah um, well, let us clink our golden goblets. Yeah, man, because we are golden gods. Golden godlets. That's yeah. nice. You you sip I talk I guess. There you Off go for a moment. Um, but yeah, it's a great great looking beer. Um, a pretty standard IPA. If uh, standard meaning that it is just it's a single hop IPA. I mean, mean more appearance meaning, wise though. Yes, appearance wise it's a little, a little light side, A little hazy. Um, yeah, I mean hazy is such an overused word. It's not clear. Right, I wouldn't say it's hazy; it's uh, murky. No, but like you can tell, it's not a lager. Yeah, exactly. It's not that kind of. It doesn't have that clarity to yeah, it. Yeah, and this is a pretty much a standard uh, single IPA with uh, Galaxy hops mm-hmm. being the, the the dominant hop. Um, now, just just to give our listeners an idea, I know we've drank beers in the past, and some episodes we've focused on the hops, but I think you had some stuff prepared that you wanted to tell people about the specific hop. Right? Oh yeah, just because Galaxy is one of my favorite yeah. hops. Um, what you got? I really like. Almost every hop that I've had from Australia. Mm -hmm. Uh, Azaka hops Uh are from Australia. Vic Secret, we did a whole showcase on them Mm -hmm. when we did El Segundo. Um, So yeah, they're coming out with some great hops. Uh, If you don't know a lot about the Galaxy Hop, um, it is going to be a very fruity hop. Uh, They're typically used as a late edition, but the aroma and the flavor characteristics become more pronounced the later in the edition. So the later you add them in the beer-making process, the stronger it gets. Um, The specific aroma, uh, you're going to get a lot of passion fruit and very clean citrus, like a freshly cut orange. Mm. Uh, So clean citrus specifically, not like a mottled, like old rind. or yeah. There's no... pithiness it's mm-hmm. definitely like fresh fruit yeah you see when, when like a bartender makes you a cocktail with like an orange peel they do a little they kind of twist it and mm-hmm. you see a little bit of that oh it's so strut. nice it's like that it's got that kind of in a nice quality is to that it. in the manhattan they yeah do they do that? it in manhattans they do it in old fashions old uh, fashions but, that's what i'm thinking of maybe they don't do it in manhattan i don't drink them very often because the glasses no, they don't. i always spill them. <laughs> i think they do zest uh like they twist it and then li- rim, like, it. rim it mm-hmm. yep but definitely in old fashions they do it okay So yeah, you're going to get a lot of clean citrus from this hop. It's one of my favorite hops. I find that just the overall flavor of fruitiness to Mm -hmm. bitterness is really well balanced with galaxy hops. Um, If there's any brewing nerds out there, um, the alpha acids in uh, galaxy hop range from about 11 to 16%. That's interesting because you mentioned the Vic Secret Hop. And when we uh, covered that a few, how many, when was that? Episode 39, I think. Yeah, sure. Uh, It was 14 to 17, so not only a little bit higher at the low end, but much less of a widespread. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and I recently have been learning a lot more about hops, working Mm -hmm. at a brewery and just being able to pick head brewers' minds. The Alpha Hop uh, is... Just that. It's the hop that takes over. It's also the one you use the most of. Mm -hmm. You use your alpha hop and your beta hop in varying um, but equal ratios. Sweet. So you kind of have to do some algebra if you adjust anything. Really interesting stuff. But the alpha acid in a hop is what gives it its bitterness, um, most of its flavor. Just pretty Mm -hmm. much the whole character of the beer is defined by alpha acids. Yeah, that's rad. Yeah. So, yeah, it's, it's a really cool hop. And there's way more nerdy scientific stuff that I could talk about, but Mm -hmm. even I don't care about that stuff. So it's just a really delicious hop from Australia. And it's one of those hops where if I see a beer that's like fresh and brand new Mm -hmm. and it's galaxy forward, there's a really good chance I'm going to like it. What do you think of this beer? So, yeah, man, I, I, while you were dishing out that knowledge, I was tasting it and I had a good sip and I had a good chance to let it linger. Um, and I love it It's really it's nice It's super good if It starts really fruity Like really citrus for, Like you were saying uh, But does m- Not mellow out That's not correct But uh, Finishes with a very intense Hoppy bitterness That I quite enjoy Me too It's it's something you get Out of like a real Traditional IPA mm-hmm. You know There's a real trend Of the, the, the juicy Tropical Hazy Where you don't get Any of that bitterness Actually yeah This uh, one doesn't quite apply Sorry right. that Nobody knows what I'm talking about that's Never mind fine. But then there's you get these beers every once in a while, you just feel like you're getting back to, you know, beer flavored beer. Yeah, just a solid West Coast, in this case, Southwest Coast IPA. Um, This beer reminds me of like why I started liking IPAs in the Mm -hmm. first place. Just super fresh. You're getting everything that this beer is meant to be. You know, you're getting the hoppiness, you're getting that crisp uh, citrus note, Uh, you're getting the fruitiness, but you're getting the bitterness. It all just blends together so well. That's a good beer. Yeah, this beer's killer. killer. Mm-hmm. Uh, big shout out to friend of the show Nate Tipton for yeah. recommending this beer. Yeah, and once again, we did. Nate works at Spikes. We're just like, yeah, that's we're not. It's not that shameful anymore. Yeah, go to Spikes, grab this because, and we got it as a single. I don't know off the top of my head if they sell it as a full pack, but it depends on how limited it is. Usually, right? Uh, if if it is available in more in mass quantity, you mm-hmm. will see it in the four packs, but. At the very least, um, I would highly recommend going and checking this beer out and getting a single of it. Yeah, Uh, I've had a couple other things from this brewery. Just scrolling through their uh, their website, Um, they are hitting the mark pretty solid. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm I'm really and I think it was um, it's going to be somewhere in the neighborhood of like four bucks for a single can uh, for a pint. Not bad and fair to mention sixteen ounce can. Yep, it's less it's less than what you're going to pay going out and buying a beer anyways. Oh yeah. Well, um, and as, as craft beer people, our standards for, you know, mm-hmm. spending beer on beer right. has escalated quickly. This 12 ounce is, is 11 bucks. Yeah. I've done that. Looking at Jew Prairie, yeah. Paradise, or Pecan, o- or, omni- or om- any of them. Or Omni Those are get Those get up there. Yeah. Or my Keller beers. There's a lot of 12 ounce beers that are over $10 now. Yeah. And I've bought a lot of them. I've bought a couple. Usually, usually I'll go in with somebody uh, financially and be like, you want to split it? Yeah, and then do it. But a twelve ounce, it's like no. I'm just gonna try it. I yeah. I don't know. Maybe it's because I've been trying to spend. I guess a little bit less money. I have two, but on beer. But still, yeah. There's some beers that are. Maybe and maybe it's just where we're at in our um, hobbies. Right. It's like no, it's that's worth it. Mm-hmm. Well, and we're in a very privileged position in the fact that if there's something ridiculous out that we want to try, we just get it and use it for the show. Yes. And know? and that said, like um, I don't know about you, my spending in life is basically. Uh, beers for this, um, uh, music stuff, mm-hmm. movies, I guess. I don't spend that much money on that much stuff. Um, yeah. So, but no, I really, really enjoy this beer. Yeah. and I don't think that's a bad thing. I mean, there's worse hobbies to have. Oh, I thought you meant, I really enjoy this beer. That's not a bad thing. Yes, yeah, <laughs> I don't bad. think so either. No, I mean, just I, <laughs> when I think about it too, I really, I, I buy records um, that's where a lot of my money goes, oh. vinyl um, records, vinyl records, okay. um, and beer. Yeah. I've used to buy video games quite a bit and now I've, I've settled into a groove of like three video games that I play and mm-hmm. I'll probably just play forever. It's one of those things, you get a good video game, like there's a pretty big investment early mm-hmm. on, especially if you don't have a console, but you buy it and then a game gives you a lot of return. Mm-hmm. And especially I like RPGs quite a bit. So like if for... People that don't know what that is, an RPG. An RPG is a role-playing game. It's mm-hmm. a lot like um, just jumping right into a novel. Okay. Uh, you develop a character. It's very story-based. Uh, a lot mm-hmm. of the better ones have a lot of action. Give me an example. Uh, Skyrim. Okay, yeah. Yeah. So like Diablo, Skyrim, mm-hmm. stuff like that. Like Diablo 3 and Skyrim, I've been playing for the last like two years. And I'll keep playing them. I'll, correct me if I'm wrong, but a lot of the time, and this is a tangent I promise we'll get right off, but... You're in a third-person kind of view, right? You're looking down on your character. Mm-hmm. Or you, you can probably switch. Skyrim's like first-person. A... Really? Yeah. You can't alter it? Yeah. I swear yeah, you can. You can. You can nobody go. nobody plays it that way. You can go behind. Sometimes you do, and sometimes it's better for when you're when you're sneaking. Mm-hmm. You can see physically right. if your body is around a corner, whereas in first-person, it's hard to do that. But then a game like Call of Duty or something like that, it's your first-person There's shooting. no you're just no stuck other. behind your gun, and yep. that's the whole game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, so as far as spending hobbies, yes. they've really been narrowed down. Mm-hmm. And it's like beer like vinyl I don't even buy clothes that often Mm -hmm. like when I do it's like work right you know and I buy like Carhartt clothes so I have to buy clothes like once or twice a year yeah since um we we neglected a little bit to talk about ourselves in the beginning and we have uh, some time to do so I was going to mention, as far as spending habits go, if you look behind you, there's that vacuum. Yes. I don't know if I, did I mention that to you? No, I find myself spending money more on household items than ever before. We're growing up. I went to Costco and I bought that bad boy for 130 bucks. I was going to say, was that the one on sale that was right by the front door? You Oh, was it by the door? That was by the door I last time I was holes. in the store to find it. But it markets for like two fifty. Is that the shark? Yeah, yeah, it's the shark. Like high five. Yeah, thank you. I knew what vacuum you bought. That's That's how. That's how thirty is f. This podcast is. Yeah, but that's where I like. I was like, all right. Well, today I'm spending hundred fifty bucks on a vacuum cleaner. It's not, which is cool. I'm so pumped on that. It's an investment. (laughs) It's stupid. And like, I've got hardwood floors and three cats. Like, I need a better Mm -hmm. vacuum. Mm -hmm. So I feel you. But yeah, I think when it comes down to it, like, just craft beer is one of my favorite hobbies. I mean, I think that and traveling are like my two favorite and I love treasure hunting for vinyl. That's those three. Yeah, man. You have a, you have a record player. Mm -hmm. I have probably 15 albums on vinyl, but no way to play them. Oh really? Um, and I don't know why that's the case. I like the idea of supporting a lot of them are people I know, Okay. but some are just cool album art that Mm. I dug and I just bought them. And one day, like I think when I buy a house, when I have a room that's dedicated for listening, even at like a home studio kind of thing. Or our podcast studio, I'll have speakers set up. That'd be cool for listening. Well, you, are, you already have the monitors. Yeah, but the room's all wrong. Like you can hear. Well, when we take a break at some point, we'll listen to like what it sounds like. If you hear like a low bass on just like everything in the room, just, mm-hmm. it's yeah. just not not ideal. So like... All right, I want to rate this beer. Okay, and then we're going to talk more about records. Sounds good. Before we get too off topic, yeah, we spend money on vacuums and this beer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's it. That's it. Um, I really really enjoy this beer. Uh, I'm going to give the Galaxy Supernova from mm-hmm. Left Coast mm-hmm. Brewing. Um, a solid nine out of ten. That's dude. That's right where I'm at too. Yeah, this is an absolutely fantastic representation of a Galaxy IPA. It's super fresh. Um, I definitely it would fall off. I looked. There's no date on it. Okay. Anymore. Shoot, that would have been really nice to know because. But it just landed at Spikes, like, yesterday. Right. Oh, so. the only thing we didn't say about this beer is it's IBU. Did you say that? Uh, no. Okay. Is it, like, 53? 53.9. 53.9. Which, on a scale that seems to keep going higher and higher, it seems like the decimal place is less and less relevant. But that's good to know, I guess. I'd call it a 54. Right. But, but it just, does feel more bitter than that on the finish mm-hmm. and less better than that initially. Yeah. Um, no, it's really, really good. I'm gonna taste it one more time. Do it uh, and decide my final number here. Yeah. So once again, we are drinking Left Coast Brewing's Galaxy Supernova IPA, uh, and I really liked it. I gave it a nine. Man, that's a good beer. Yep. I'm I'm gonna go nine three. No, ooh. You're upping me by it's the point just three. Just a little bit. Yeah. The desk, like I said, the desk place is very important. Perfect. <laughs> um, All right. So that is Galaxy Supernova IPA from Left Coast Brewing. That's a nine three from Max and a nine from me. Last question on that. Why is it not a ten? I, whenever we get in the nines, I'm always curious to know what's keeping it from being a For tiny. me it's it's um if it was ten percent less bitter, mm. I think I would like it yeah that much more. Okay. I mean this one I like the bitterness, but I think honestly if it was toned down and I got just a tiny bit more juiciness and fruitiness out of it. That's what I was gonna ask. You want more more of the sweet, juicy, not more of like the malt bill or anything. Yeah, yeah. That. yeah. Okay. Just a tiny bit more sweetness just to balance out that bitterness. Mm -hmm. That's really the only thing that's keeping it from being a 10. But I mean, it's damn near perfect in my opinion as is. Yeah. I think that's valid. I don't feel the same way. I'm, I'm only worried about the, not worried. The only thing that's keeping it from a 10 for me is not exactly the bitterness initially, but right. Like as it's been sitting after you've drank a little bit and you haven't taken a drink for a couple minutes, there's that very intense, your palate's heavy and very, very, um, that would be uh, a, a a lingering mouthfeel. Yeah. Um, and I don't know if it's a mouthfeel or the taste, like it just really—it feels like my palate's shocked. That's what I mean. That the feeling—that uh, right. yeah. feeling—is in your mouth. Fair enough. But all different ways to say yeah. what you're thinking. But yeah, no, nine point three for me. Very good beer. Uh, definitely go get it if you can. I can see what you're saying too, though, because like just I just sitting, you know, I just finished it and I can still very mm-hmm. much taste the hops, mm-hmm. which I like. But also I kind of want it to go away. At the same time as a strategy, like I'm, I'm reaching for another sip because mm-hmm. I, yeah, I yeah. need to put more of it. This, this beer is like the same reason that they put pretzels out at a bar. Mm-hmm. just keep you drinking it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, sweet. Uh, that, so yeah, that wraps that beer for me. Do you have anything else you want to add about this beer? Um, uh, no, try it. It's good. Yes. Um, and you can find links to this brewery. Um, we'll probably I think yeah we'll, we'll we'll for sure post if you follow us on Facebook it's always in our episode description there yeah um, if you listen natively on SoundCloud or your iTunes app we'll uh, we'll post all their info at the bottom of the description per yeah. per use if you didn't know that we do it all the time yeah and if you've never really looked for a beer or if um, we have never mentioned we link all of the breweries mm-hmm. on all of our social media every week too yes so anywhere that we are you will find a link to this beer uh, and as of right now go get it at Spikes yes. Um, do you want to hit, we've got to, we're going to jump to a break in a few minutes here, but uh, What were we talking about? Vinyl. We were talking about vinyl and oh, vacuums. Oh, um, so Or a W. Yeah, like. no, the fact that you have records just laying around mm-hmm. makes me think you should store them at my house so I can listen to them. If you want them, it's, yeah, there's only, there's two that I own that I haven't opened yet because they're that special to me that I want to wait until I have the listening room. But other than that, yes. I've still got like three of or one or two of my own that I haven't opened. So when you say your own, e, that you own, the, they're, yeah, they're mine. If I was like, I still have one or two of my own that I haven't even listened yes. to. because they're so special. Yeah, they're I actually different. I recorded um, a whole album with um, ear hearing a sound canceling headphones on, mm. uh, that no one's ever heard. Wait, that I pressed on vinyl. can uh, joke. Yeah, it's okay. white pearlescent <laughs> with pink flames. You can do that now. Oh, I like have, companies will. Just, do you have this? What is this for real? No. Okay. I thought you like got really serious. I'm like, wow, this is a really good joke. You got me. <laughs> I was so deadpan. Yeah. But yeah, I, I recorded a whole album with noise canceling headphones, pressed it for myself, and have never opened it. It's the best record ever made. Obviously, it would be. Duh. Uh, Fair enough. Yeah. No, you can have them. I have them in the garage. So cool. You can take as many as you like. You can. F- thumb through them if you want or if, i don't know which finger you use i'd use the middle so mm. kind of do this index kind of guy because you well oh maybe both i do yeah i do a little it's ah, weird on the wrist to me i do a one-handed like oh, a, okay. a walking yes, walking the only dog time. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's good but yeah that'd be really neat it's fun setting up like a vinyl setup i mean there's it can get ridiculous mm-hmm. as far as equipment so i assume i know i've seen yours once or twice but i've never I've never really listened. Do you have external speakers? Yes. You're right. Because they have yeah. some record players that come with built-in speakers. Those but I are can't, those they're are garbage. They're terrible. Right? Okay. It's like listening. Unless on, that's what you listen on. If you listen on that, I'm sure it's great. But no, it's But you might have not. a better chance. It's really not great. You might do better hearing it on external I mean, it's a, it's better than not listening to records. Sure. But, and I only have like $100 speakers from Best Buy. But they're, they're mm. powered speakers because mm-hmm. I didn't want to deal with getting a preamp right now. Right. Uh, but eventually I want to get like dope like jbl studio monitors Mm -hmm. and like a preamp and a a mixer and yeah i don't know so that's the crazy thing to me like some people i was looking at and i get that it's about price by the way Mm -hmm. you can buy a 40 dollar record player with self-contained speakers but the whole thing about buying records aside from like the kitschiness and the the trendiness that it has right now no it's the sound quality right but if you're not using good speakers what's the point yeah, that's that's kind of my philosophy. Exactly, um, which is why when I do invest in one, I'm gonna I I might hook it up to these speakers in the studio here, but um, I'd have to really reorient them to be more optimized for listening. Yeah, same with if I was working on a music project, I would probably not do it here. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think uh, I went with the absolute crummiest speakers mm. that I would feel comfortable with, dude. In that case, you and me or. I should come over to your house and I'll bring these speakers one day and we'll put them in your place. I'd love. Tell to me if you can tell it like an album that you've listened to a lot. Yeah, I would love to do like a Pepsi challenge. Yeah. I'm sure my main problem with the speakers I have is not enough low end. So I'm sure these... Oh, um, interesting. I mean, it has it. It's just not like warm. Do you and, have a sub connected or no? No. Mm. So, I mean, obviously that's that's a factor. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'd like to get a powered sub, even a small... Like, you, um, can get, you can get a 10 inch and it'll be enough for your living room. Yeah. When I'm dealing with a space that has great acoustics... So that helps a lot. It's just this big open wood space. Mm. Yeah, it almost makes you think there would be more low-end. Like You get a lot of resonance from wood. It depends on the records, too. Sure. Like some of them are mixed really interestingly. Like you and can, you listen to a lot of heavy metal stuff, yeah? N- or, or is your vinyl not like that? No. I don't have... I think I have, like, one heavy metal record. Interesting. The rest is mostly... Uh, it's like a smattering of, uh, like, old country music and... I like classical vinyl. I have a bunch of like Beethoven records and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of all over the place. And then a bunch of bands that I really like uh, a bunch of bluegrass records, uh, a lot of Coheed and Cambria. Right. So- what would you call them? They're kind of like Prague alternative. Okay. Very proggy, like Prague alt rock. Yeah. I guess I for like a non. The last time I bought an album where there was even a distorted guitar mm-hmm. has been years. So oh, okay. I think my my standard for like heavy metal is different than yours. Yeah, I think so. Uh, if you tune in next week, we're gonna have some music I think that's a little bit heavier. Yeah, right? uh, but we'll save that for the surprise. But yeah, uh, that's obvious. We both call that heavy metal. That's definitely there. Okay, yeah, great. Then but same, I mean, I to be fair, like I do have a pre order of like the new Black Dahlia Murder album coming, which is death metal. Yeah, so death metal and heavy metal also different. Yes. Yeah. There's like uh, so many, so many yeah. subgenres of metal. Yeah. Because like what we're listening to next week would be more like groove metal. Mm. Um, Like Red Fang is really like groovy, garagey metal. You and love it, that band. Yes. They're probably my favorite band in the yeah. world. Yeah. You have their shirts. I do. Mm-hmm. And their records and I've seen them a bunch of times. Mm-hmm. Uh, I haven't drank beers with them yet. That's one of my goals. Are they, are they not, that's not, this isn't demeaning, but are they that, are they that small where that could be the thing? Yeah. Cool. They're not small. They're just like super down to earth guys. Like But that you might be able to get access to? hmm Cool. Yeah. That'd be rad. Yeah, they are. It's like uh I drink beers uh, and hung out with like the guys from the Brothers Comatose. Last time I caught them. They're pretty cool. Like they tour all over the place, but they also hung out and like with all their fans and just bullshitted Red. for like two hours. That's so cool, man. Just drink beers. I love when people are are people. Right? <laughs> Is that a not good thing to say? I don't know if that's a normal thing to say, but like when you're just a normal human. Yeah. Awesome. I mean, I would love to showcase some of their music. They're not super local though. I mean they're not really. I think they're signed. I think they're on Swamp Jam. I my personal philosophy for that would be I mean it's our own rules, right? Like I'd be if it's a band that you love that much, I'm super down. Yeah. Uh my only thing would maybe be getting their their permission. I'm Pretty sure they'd be fine with it. Yeah, no. Let's at least, at least, if we don't get their permission, let's reach out and see if we get something back. Yeah, totally. It was really cool though. Like after the show, the last show, I actually had a really long conversation with their their bass player that Mm -hmm. plays this giant stand up bass. Mm. Um, All he listens to, or all he wanted to talk about, was heavy metal. Mm -hmm. I think I had like um, some metal bands T shirt on at their show, and I'm like singing all their songs. And uh, he came up to me and started talking to me about music. It That's was, awesome. It was pretty cool just to have, like, a, a random conversation. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> a totally down-to-earth chill, guys. Yeah, let's reach out to uh, to one of those guys, and we'll see if we can yeah, that'd pull be something fun. back. Um, before we jump to break, one thing I wanted to, to touch on. I'm going back to that, by the way. you touch on I'm not, on that? I'm not, I'm not are you, For, like, a couple months, I was like, I'm not going to say touch on. I say it too much. No, I'm going to get you a shirt that says let's touch on It's now. not, like, a weird thing to say. Like, when you think about it. There's only unless so many ways you can turn that phrase. Unless you're talking about, yes, like private parts. Right. There's I mean, a lot of ways to say that, and even then, that's not inappropriate. No, if it's true. consensual. I'm like, yeah. yes, let's let's go ahead and touch on that. But it's either it's like touch on or talk about. And I like saying touch on. Let's hit fun. it. Let's let's yeah. acknowledge that point. Something else that I want to um, D- discuss. Sure, discuss. Let's uh, review. Sure. I don't know. I'm not a thesaurus. I'm mm-hmm. a Johnny. And I want you to touch on something. Deal. So what I want to touch on is uh, a movie that I saw on Netflix that I I know you're going to watch anyways. Yeah. Uh, that you've said you wanted to watch. Just don't spoil it. I will not spoil okay. it. Okay. No spoilers. We're not in the danger zone yet. I, w- I will say. I'm just going to give basically my general thoughts on it. Um, and that's a movie on Netflix. It was released in 2014. It's called It Follows. Okay. And it is a horror movie. Um, a, and the synopsis is something along the lines of uh, – by synopsis, I mean not mine – But the Netflix synopsis, so again, no spoilers, uh, is that a girl uh, has sex with a guy, basically, who passes on a curse to her who she can only get rid of by sleeping with somebody else. Oh. Okay. And I've had a thing lately, the past maybe year, year and a half, where beforehand I would not watch scary movies because they were too scary. Something changed in me the past year and a half where I would watch whatever. I don't care about scary movies. maybe, Maybe it was you. I think it was me. Um... And now, scary movies are fine. I love you. So tomorrow... Nope. What? The opposite of tomorrow. Yesterday night, I was getting... Uh, last, that's last night. Yeah, I like saying yesterday night. Ye- yester- yester- <laughs> yesterday eve. Upon um, yester eve. It was. I've been trying to go to bed early, right? Whatever. I think we've talked about this. And it was about 9 o'clock. I want to be in bed by 11. I was like, let's start a movie. There's that's so a- many things on Netflix I have to cross off my list. Sure. What was not on my list was this movie called It Follows. And I was like, okay, it looks scary. But scary movies aren't scary to me anymore. I've gotten over this. That's cool. That opens up whole new worlds. Save, you, save your uh, compliments for a moment. Yeah. Because I watched that movie and it was so terrifying. <laughs> I was texting Johnny throughout. Yeah. Um, and I wasn't equipped. I knew it was scary. But it, it was another one of these movies like in the vein of It or um, – sorry, I'm blanking on it. What's the What's the Netflix series? Scary, ki- scary Kids. Oh, Stranger, Stranger things. things. Yeah. Kind of that. Like the 80s nostalgia kind of thing. Kid cast, um, but so much more scary to me. And I don't know if it was me watching it alone or if it really was that scary. I'm I'm leaning on the idea that it was that scary and it was a good movie for lots of reasons that once Johnny watches it, we will discuss in this podcast. But if you're listening now and you haven't seen it, please go watch it if you appreciate scary films are even even nice ideas of movies. I'm definitely gonna watch it. It's real good. Um if you have seen it, write us in with your thoughts. We've gotten uh two two to three two two emails this week which is great if you've ever listened we get we get zero uh emails ever and that was the email sound whoa just leaving it cool that was from last week we just got an email and that was our email sound so now that's the email was that from last week no that's mm -mm. oh yeah sorry man i was about to say did we just time that that would have been so cool oh my god another email they're flooding in. They are. Thank you all for writing in. This is not even a live show, so we really appreciate it. <laughs> anyways. Anyways. Go watch it, follows. I'm going to I want to follow up on something I recommended and see if you've had a chance to watch it. What's up? That? that that one movie that I recommended. Perfect. Oh god. Uh 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 the invitation. No, haven't watched it yet. Put it on your thing for tonight. Yeah, okay. Just, uh, we'll just do that. Just do it. Uh can just send me a text. Would you? Okay. We're, I don't I feel like we should be more equipped for that type of situation. That's but fine. I, we'll deal with this later. Yes. But you watch that, and I'll watch It Follows, deal. and we will cover both of those next episode Ooh, great! in detail. But in the meantime, we're going to jump to a quick break. We'll be back with a beer from Tioga Sequoia and a more in-depth review of what we thought about Kingsman, the Golden Circle. I'm excited. Be right back. Johnny, I haven't been to The Handlebar in quite some time. Have you? No. And you know why? That's because they've been shut down for some amazing remodeling. Some real intense remodeling. If you guys don't know this, um, The Handlebar is a craft beer bar and restaurant here in Chico that sponsors our show. And they have been uh, adopting some major changes to bring some better service, better beer, better food to our community. Huge expansion. And we want to let you know that if you've been, like we have, wondering why you haven't been able to get in, that's because they've been closed until what we're thinking is the first weekend in October. Yep, that's right. But when they come back, they are going to have a full kitchen and a brand new menu. A brand new menu. And, and if you know anything about their old menu, it was great. So I can only assume it's going to be so much better. Fact. Uh, they have eight new handles, all craft beer, in a bigger space. And they already had a nice cozy bar, but it's going to be bigger. A thousand plus square feet more. That is significant. So maybe you and your almost 40 friends were like, there's not enough seating. Guess what? Now there is. Boom so much more. Um, they've expanded into the building next to them. and like we said, like great beers, great food, great people. I cannot wait. I, I've seen a couple of previews of the new menu. I cannot wait to get in there for some food. So check them out first week in October. They're reopening. Yeah, actually. And so tune in next week because Johnny and I are going to go check out their space later this week. And we'll give you our full Fresh op Cinema review. I think we'll get a, a full taste of what the new spot's going to be like. That is exciting. Uh, including maybe next week when we are going to go check it out ourselves. And we'd love for you to come with us. We'll give you those details. Yeah. Maybe um, maybe an event in the works. Maybe an event in the works. But yeah, once again, that's the handlebar here in Chico, 2070 East 20th Street. Please do check them out when they open the first weekend of October. Uh, they are a great business. They really help us out, so go support them. Yeah, and they have a great happy hour, too, every single day. Every single day, starting that first weekend because they're closed now, but it's every day of the week, 2 to 6 p.m. You get a dollar off all their draft beers. It's sort of unheard of. They're going to have eight more beers to choose from. Plus, they support us. I mean, what's not to love? Ooh, I just opened something delicious. I'm not going to tell you what it is yet, though. You know why? Because we haven't said dick about this movie. Welcome back. Uh, this is Fresh Up Cinema. Again, sorry, I don't know why I was caught got, got off cover what he said. Yes, uh, we're just going to give you some quick facts about the film that we saw. Kingsman 2, The Golden Circle. Uh, it is the sequel to a movie called Kingsman 1. Um, it wasn't called Kingsman 1. I think it was just called Kingsman because that's how that works. Yeah. It, it was just unspoken that it's the first one. Right. <laughs> first of its name. Uh, the only time I've ever seen that not the case is with the movie Troll 2. There was no Troll 1. What? Go Google that. Uh, but Kingsman Golden Circle came out September 22nd. So for us, uh, four days ago. And it was directed by Matthew Vaughn, same guy that did the first. It runs two hours and 21 minutes. I think we said that was 19 minutes longer than the first. Somewhere in there, yeah. Uh, felt a lot longer than the first to me. Yeah, uh, Operating on a very, very humble budget of $104 million. And as of yesterday, it's already pulled in that equivalent, more or less. Uh, so doing pretty well for itself. It features a cast of a ton of reprised roles from the first movie. Mm-hmm. Taron Egerton plays Exy, uh, slash Galahad. Mark Strong is Merlin, who you love. Love him. Mark Strong. I don't know how you feel about Merlin, but Mark Strong you love. I love Uh, his character and him as an actor. Uh, Julianne Moore plays Poppy. She's our villain in this movie. Edward Holcroft as Charlie. He's kind of the, uh, I don't know, the villain henchman slash also from the first movie. Yeah. Rejected uh, applicant, basically. Mm -hmm. Rejected Uh, Kingsman. Right. Kingsman applicant. Yeah. Uh, Hannah Alstrom plays Tildy. That's Eggsy's um, girlfriend. Mm -hmm. Long time She's also a princess. Um, And then you have these sort of uh, American cameos that take various levels of responsibility throughout the movie uh, with Channing Tatum, Pedro Pascal, Jeff Bridges, and Halle Berry. And they all have uh, nicknames as well, but they're American nicknames based in their distillery front mm-hmm. of a company. Uh, Channing Tatum goes by tequila, Pedro Pascal as whiskey, Jeff Bridges as champagne or champ, and Halle Berry plays Ginger. She's kind of the, uh, the Mark Strong equivalent. Ginger Ale. Ginger Ale. Yep, you're absolutely right. I can't believe I forgot to write that. Yes, Ginger Ale. Uh, which, I don't know what that says. About, like, everybody else being a liquor, and she's well, she's a mixer. mixer. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe there's something to read there. Maybe well, not. she's not a full fledged agent, right? Which that, is something that comes up, well, and she's not happy just about. like Merlin wasn't one of the Knights of the Round Table. True, he was support, he was an outsider. He was yeah, not support. yeah. So it's a very, yeah, they yeah, kind of establish a theme there. Yeah, um, tell me more facts. I will. I have so many to say. I don't even, I'm so excited. I don't know which ones to pick. Um, all right, well, a couple things. Since this movie is still fairly new, it's hard to peg it against its uh, sequel. I was hoping you'd say predecessor. Predecessor is actually what I was going for, but I forgot that word. Predecessor. Um, That said, they were released at almost opposite times of the year, month-wise, but similar times of the year as far as hype goes. Mm -hmm. Uh, Both of these are out of the summer blockbuster, but not enough in the winter season to be close to the Oscars. So the first one came out a little bit before uh, February 13th, 2015, Yes. Which is before summer blockbuster season, correct. correct? And if I'm not mistaken, February 13th, 2015 is the day before the first Fifty Shades of Grey movie. Yeah, because it came out on Valentine's was Day. Was it 15 or 14, though? That's where I'm not sure. I guess we can check. Well, it would be... It had to have been the 14th. It was definitely the 14th, but of I'm saying of 2013 or... Or I mean of 2014 or 2015. 2015. Okay. Uh, so that was the question. So yeah. this this was opening against that movie. And if I, if I remember correctly, the marketing on Fifty Shades was crazy Won well, the hype That's what I mean yeah, yeah they did a really good job of getting people excited um so it's important to note that the uh production budgets are also slightly different there's a 20 million dollar gap whoa the first one did about 81 million dollars and i think that budget went into cgi I
1: in do in the too. second
0: movie uh for better or for worse cgi and elton john yeah that had to be an expensive yeah we should have mentioned him elton john makes an appearance but he's more than an appearance yeah he is i huh? would say he's a supporting actor i agree he had lines multiple Multiple moves in multiple scenes, sung and unsung, yeah, or not sung. Unsung means something. I'm else. I'm just gonna say it now. I love Delton in this movie, I did too. It was oh, great. great. So, more facts, um, yeah. I like it, I want to compare it as far as um, the opening weekend, but I don't know that I have uh, domestically maybe, nope, the opening do. weekend. Yep, so this movie's done uh, three million dollars better. It's also open in about 30 percent more theaters worldwide. Mm. Um, so people have been really hyped about this, uh, which is something to say. Uh, we'll get into our own feelings about this a little bit later. Um, but I do think they've done a good job writing the, the hype wave that the first movie created. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's all the important stuff that I really wanted to hit. Okay. Well, drink your water. Yes. And then um, I think we should probably do a little bit about the just the general plot and some of our feelings uh, while we get into the second beer. Uh, I agree. And then... My favorite part of the show will happen, which is the danger zone. Yes, which is, for the record, our third segment. For now, if you haven't seen the movie, we are in a spoiler-free zone. You have nothing to worry about. We're going to keep out all major plot points, major and minor, for the most part. Yeah, it's because we're not in the danger zone. Correct, but in the danger zone, that's the third segment. We spoil everything. We talk real close to the mic. Johnny swears more. Probably. We swore, swear a lot more. <laughs> uh, uh, and we yeah. spoil the movie. That's where uh, we're at. We really just get raw, and uh, we tell you how we really feel, and we don't sugarcoat anything, and things get spoiled. But for now, Mm -hmm. we are going to break down the general plot, uh, and I think we'll probably point out some things we like, things we didn't, uh, and probably rate the movie overall and uh, do our second beer. Yeah. So I think it's probably important to talk about the first movie, even if it's ever so slight, just to establish what Kingsman is. Yeah, pretty much. Do you want to just give like an oversight? Sure. Uh, Yeah. So the first, it's, it's, what I loved about it is it was kind of a a satire almost on, on the spy movie genre. Very very tongue in cheek. Not like Melissa McCarthy spy. It wasn't that overtly a comedy, but it it just played into a lot of tropes that a lot of spy movies have. That said, it's about this kid Eggsy who is sort of a, it it takes place in London and he is a ne'er do well youth and he gets in some trouble with the law. He's bailed out. When he's young, his dad dies and he's given a coin by his dad who is part of this organization called Kingsman. He doesn't know what the coin is. And basically, the dude was like, if you ever need help, use this coin, call us, whatever. He calls him. He basically goes through all this training as a spy, a, very, a gentleman spy, nonetheless. And he, the movie basically is a story of the escapades that he faces. He faces down a villain played by Samuel L. Jackson who threatens to you know, just the usual stuff, take over the world. Spy mission. ruin th- Just yeah. your average stuff. What is different about the original movie and what I loved, and I think what a lot of people loved, is the level to which they took and uh, uh, exaggerated everything hmm. The violence, the ridiculousness of a lot of the plots, the villain himself. I was reading an interview a while back about Samuel L. Jackson. Um, the character was if you watch the original Kingsman, Samuel L. Jackson's character, Valentine, has a very uh, hard to miss lisp. Oh, yeah. It was and very on the nose. His character wasn't written that way. And when asked about it, he he said it developed naturally. But it was also kind of a nod to all of the Bond villains over the years, having like one little thing, mm-hmm. like a physical thing, stop, like one even hand. In the reason, well, yeah, or an, or an iPad, face got burned off, or his eye bleeds, or whatever. There was a couple with an iPad. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, anyway, so that's a movie. He he wins. He meets this girl at the end who uh, entices him with sexual acts. If mm-hmm. he can save the world, he does. That's who Tilde becomes in this next movie. Um, am so, I missing yeah, anything? Nothing major. Um, and the guy that got him into the Kingsman—spoiler um, alert for Kingsman, the first one—yes, he died. He did. Uh, that was—he was, was, like he was his, played by his, Colin Firth, his mentor, Galahad number one. Yeah. Okay. So that was pretty much it. It's—it I'm—it's um, fair to say I really enjoyed the first one. I also really enjoyed the, there was like this ultra violence thing going on too. There's a church scene. If you've seen the movie yeah. that we're talking about, it was all—it was too much for me. I think they overdid it, but. It left a lasting impression. Yeah, definitely. It was very, like the whole movie, kind of tongue-in-cheek. Just, like, exaggerated, mm-hmm. almost... Wasn't this a graphic novel? It was a comic book, if I'm not mistaken. Kind of the same uh, thing. It could... Well... A graphic novel is a polite way to say comic book, isn't it? Or is no, because, like, like, a graphic novel would be some... like So a comic book would be, like, The X-Men. Oh, that's right. Graphic novels actually have more words. They're, yeah. like, literature with pictures, it right? It might. I can't remember. But I know, like, the art itself is definitely... Think, think Sin City or 300... Mm-hmm. Those were adapted from graphic novels. Uh-huh. Um, they always feel a little bit more noir to me, a little bit more adult-themed. In my brain, comic book means kids, and, a, and graphic novel might be more adult-themed, but I'm not, I'm not sure on that. It's okay. my speculation. But it was from? Uh... It's from one of them. Okay. Yes. So these were books with pictures. But based on the <laughs> finale of the first movie, Yeah. You like the colors, make... I, I think comic book. Okay. If, if that's even a way to judge it. Okay. But yes. So that's that one. Um, that brings us to speed. Yes, on the yeah, second. Yeah, that kind of gets you to where we're at. Um, so jumping into Kingsman: The Golden Circle um, synopsis plot. What do we got? Yeah, without um, I don't have the uh, the IMDb officially pulled up. I don't think, but it's essentially a similar idea. This movie does a good job of. Well, this movie, uh, what it does is kind of play off the vibe of the first one. Nothing too crazy, but it's uh, a. You know the world is in peril again for a different reason. You have your all-star team that needs to go and defeat this threat, uh, and like I said, it, it really tries to go for what the first one did. In my opinion, it doesn't quite get there um, for various reasons, but it is that essentially. And it's it felt a lot of felt like a lot of cameo stuff to me that they were relying on. But it's hard to really get specific on the plot without giving anything away. I think uh, I'm going to do a general synopsis Perfect. that's on Google. Um, and it does give a few things away, but they are kind of all in the preview, yes. so I don't feel too sure. bad. Uh, with their headquarters destroyed and the world held hostage, members of the Kingsmen find new allies when they discover a spy organization in the United States known as Statesmen. In an adventure that tests their strength and wits, the elite secret agents from both sides of the pond band together to battle a ruthless enemy and save the day, something that's becoming a bit of a habit for old Eggsy. hmm that's that's really the yep. the movie in a nutshell. Yep, that sounds right. Um, this is neither of these movies would be um, described as a complicated plot. Nope. World in peril, spies attempt to save the world. Yep. I mean that's a real general formula. It's every James Bond movie. Um, the the surprises aren't in the plot formula more in the execution in my opinion. Did you feel surprised ever? Um The only things that surprised me in this movie were some of the action parts that, oh, Mm. I didn't see that move coming or some of the choreography or just a few of the surprise gadgets. Mm -hmm. So to me, that's like the execution of the plot is where that how you get from point A to point B. And if you do anything in that space originally, that's what sets these type of movies apart, Mm -hmm. apart, apart, apart from their from their predecessors, like all the James Bond movies and all the the spy movies in general, Mm -hmm. you know. And this movie is somewhere between uh, like a very serious movie and a very like spy hard. That's you know I had some issues there. That my, a lot of the issues I had with this movie were in its tone and its execution of what it wanted to be. Right? And I had a lot of trouble deciding if it was still kind of vamping off the first thing where it was it was not Pure, like not full on laughing at spy movies, but definitely making a little bit of fun and, and, and making fun of itself. That's the thing. Like I like this movie cause it didn't take itself too seriously, but I think there were parts in it that they should have taken more seriously. Oh my God. That's no, that's, that is literally the exact, the exact opposite of mine. I was thinking I enjoyed how, how, uh, how not seriously it took itself, but there were some moments that I was like, why, why are you like, keep keeping fun, keep doing what you've been doing. Mm. Um, well, I think we both enjoyed the fact that it didn't take itself too seriously. Yes, maybe just the parts that it did get a twinge serious. Mm-hmm. I kind of was like, eh, I could have seen that getting a bit more thoroughly acted and like oh, okay. played out in the plot. Like, I don't know. I think just different angles on uh, what you were saying. Sure, the, the the little bit more seriousness of it. Um, yeah, and just how to take it. But I mean, it all. Either way you look at it, it kind of fits with the movie. Did you uh, Did you like this movie? I did. Yeah, I did too. It was a fun ride. Yep. It wasn't, um, it's not going to win any Academy Awards, uh, but it was a fun ride. It was a really, it's like what you want in a fun spy movie. There was gadgets, there was a car chase, there was chicks in lingerie, Mm -hmm. there was people drowning in a room filling with water. I mean, there was literally like every, it hit every mark for like a fun thrill ride of a spy movie you know? All right. I'll so take it. Yeah, sure. Overall, I did like it. And there was a few things that like surprised me in just the fact that I'd never seen them maybe in a spy movie before. Right. Or I hadn't seen it done that thoroughly, you know, different weapons, different mm-hmm. gadgets, different mm-hmm. scenarios. And, and to me, that's what, like I said, separates this movie from a lot of the other ones. It's just the execution. Right. Cause we all know it's going to go from point A to point B. And it's just, it's like, it's not the destination. It's the journey, man. Right. You know? <laughs> um, my viewing experience of this was a little bit, a little bit. Um, what's the word? Uh, t- tested is not quite right. Um, I was taken out of the movie a lot because of my situation, and surroundings. I wanna, yeah, I so much so that I took a recording of it. Oh. And I've never tried to drop this in live, but I'm gonna see what happens. Um, but there was a woman who was in this film, and I don't know what her deal was, but everything in the movie was so funny. Oh my god! And she was like we. This is one of the situations where they were cleaning the theater on one half. Yeah. So they roped it down, right? So I was have, in the same theater last night. I hate when they do that. It's annoying. But it's fine. We're the daytime crowd. We don't matter. We don't make the money for the theaters. It forces people to sit much closer than they normally would. Yes. Don't and like it. And it's a Tuesday at 2 in the afternoon, for me at least. So it's like, you know, prime open seating time. Should be. Uh, but like, I'd say a good third of the theater was blocked off. So everybody, it's like seven or eight seats wide, straight up and down. So this, I'm in the front row, the, the top of the front section. So okay. I'm like the the best of the worst, mm-hmm. and there's a woman four rows behind me across the walkway, a few rows up. Okay, um, and her laugh was that of Fat Albert mist, mixed with a, a witch. Oh, this is amazing! And I got a decent recording. You got some audio? I'm gonna ch- and yeah, I kept like it was crazy, man. Oh, are like, we? What gonna- a way to live your life! Are we experimenting on the fly? We are, and I, I'll give you an idea. It sounds, um, and I'm not sure how far in this goes, but something like this. Okay. what (laughs) and this is Elton John playing piano and she just she cackles alright hold on I want to hear it it doesn't happen again for a little bit I don't think but you get a little dialogue from so here's something crap we're under attack code 5 code 5 you two off your fucking asses guard the door sorry about that stay here we're under attack is it Rescue attempt? Might be. Yes. Wednesday, Wednesday. You hear it there? Wednesday. 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 That's all right. Hey, isn't that supposed to be Saturday? What day is it today? Wednesday. Exactly. <laughs> oh my god <laughs> no, I changed it It's it's Fat Albert Mixed with a witch Mixed with Seth Rogen <laughs> And it's like It's crazy dude for, Dear god For two hours And twenty-one minutes But you can't be mad At someone for I laughing know. That's So that's what I kept Like I kept turning around And I would just like Stare at her But not in a mean way I was just like Picturing what my life would be like if I lived it that way, where everything was so funny, <laughs> dude. I mean, she's probably happier than both of us. I know. Also, and great work uh, dropping that audio in thank on the you. That, that worked, right? That worked. That out worked okay. really well. I'm just going to start recording stuff on my phone dude, now. You should. And it took me like t- that was in. So that was a scene in the movie where Elton John's playing piano okay. um, around gunfire. Let's yeah. just say that for now. So h- how far? Okay. First of all, Mm -hmm. that was hilarious. Thank you. I want to touch on that. Okay. (laughs) Good Lord. That would be so distracting. I know. Whew. Uh, Yeah. So that being said, how Mm. much of the plot do we want to cover in this movie? You Um, mean in the third section? I mean, mean right now, Um, before we get into this beer. I don't care, really. Like we, y- y- There's no surprises here as far as the yeah. structure of the plot. So I think we covered the plot basically besides the ending. You know, mm-hmm. Those are the things that happened. We're going to get more into the details of who did what and whatnot uh, in the third section. Is there anything you want to add about before we get there? The only thing I was going to say is that the spoilers for this movie are not something... like This whole movie could have been spoiled for me. I wasn't going... For the crazy twists and turns. Right. Like you could have laid out every single plot point of this movie and I probably still would have seen it. You would have been like, okay. Yeah. Like, all right. And I kind of knew that's what I was in for. It goes back to what I said. It's because you Mm want to see how they get there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And that's, that's totally fine. so that leads me to think that the plot in our danger zone segment at the end is not going to be that pivotal. No. Um, But we're still going to cover it. It's probably more. fun for us. Yeah, it is. And it's more like this person died. This person maybe isn't dead. Which also, by the way, if you've seen the trailers for this, more they have like three trailers. If you've seen two of them, you already know that. Yeah, exactly. Which is like crazy. It's like a Guardians of the Galaxy situation. Oh, so with so uh, What's his face? Kurt Russell. Thank you. Being the Star-Lord's father. Yeah, it's like, don't put that in the trailer. Seriously. I was so pissed. There's a film by the name of The Descent. Have you seen it? It's a horror movie. From Loved the it. night. Okay. There's a Descent 2. Mm-hmm. Loved it. Spoilers for the Descent franchise, if you can call it that, in the first Descent. There's, it's just like a group of, uh, car- uh, what do you call people? Spelunkers. Spelunkers. And they go down and there's like these crazy cannibalistic things. That's a cave diver. Cave diver In thing. case yeah. you're not familiar with, oh, the, spelunker, yeah. with the definition of spelunking. They could just call them cave divers, but they want their own kind of weird, kind of pervy sounding yeah. word. Yeah. Yeah, whatever. They go down this cave. That's what I say when I dive in a nice yes. deep cave. Spelunk. Um, spelunk. Sorry, that was a danger spelunk. zone preview. Spelunk. 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 Yeah extra lunk in this bunk. right that's a danger that's own a danger zone quote but anyways they all go down there's these cannibal things they're monsters the whole movie becomes like let's get out of here one person gets left behind mm-hmm. i don't remember her name doesn't matter really i believe it was desiree it was not it was like a really weird name but the second movie i didn't see any ads for maybe because i was watching it 10 years later but that they go back to, well, i don't know why they went back down they went back down in the cave you're not to wire. get that girl but they for a different reason Turns out that girl's still alive. She's not one of the crazy cannibals. She's been surviving. She's it. an ultra badass. And that's like, whoa. Like, it's, when you, the second you find that out, it's like, holy cannoli. Those two are like some of my favorite horror movies. I love those oh, really? movies. They're so good. Yeah. We Let's need to second, go back to that. Go yeah. back to that kind of style of mm-hmm. dropping dropping spoilers on us. Like, like, that blew my mind. Well, that movie just had shit marketing. I think that was the problem. I don't remember that aspect, but I remember yeah. thinking that was great. Like you said, you didn't see one preview for it. Before when did you... that come out? Do you know? No idea. Uh, I do remember it being kind of scary for me, yeah, they were very intense, very thrilling, and very they touched on like fear of the dark mm-hmm. fear of drowning, claustrophobia, like there's a lot of things like underwater or like underground yeah lake cave th- it hits on a lot th- of fears a lot it hit a lot of scary marks, yeah, the first one came out in two thousand five okay, so with the sequel o seven oh eight somewhere in there uh that sounds probably close um I can check for you, but yeah, I remember seeing it in about two thousand uh two thousand eleven I think okay. I'm so far past its uh, its birth, gotcha. its inception. Okay. I'm going to say 2009 for part two. Okay. Yeah, that's about right yeah. for a sequel. It's right. a pretty predictable space of time. Okay, so that's the kind of spoilers we like. But yeah, yes. all that to say, this movie is not going to have any huge plot twists. No. I yeah. pretty much summed up the whole plot um, in the, the generalization that Google gave us. It was very right on. So, um, yeah, I think that the whole third segment is going to be a lot of uh, getting a little bit deeper into just what we liked, what we didn't, in specifics. But until then, uh, we're gonna rate the movie, and then I'm gonna tell you about that deliciousness that I opened when we when we came back from break that I haven't touched on yet. Yeah, man, this was a good. This was this was a fine movie. I'm gonna forget about it by next week. I'm gonna be all up in the next movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think I'll ever bring it up on the show again. Um, I liked it for what it was. I was entertained. My only issues with it um, were well, no, we'll get into that later, I guess. Okay, in the interest of time, but. Um, I'm going to give it, you know, it's like a, it's like a seven and a half. Okay. Um, so yeah, I'm gonna say seven and a half for me. Okay. Seven and a half. Um, I really, I enjoyed it. It okay. was, it was a fun ride. It really entertained me. Like you said, it, it was visually fun to look at it, it. There was, it was long, but I, there was only a couple slow moments. I mean, it was two and a half hours long, but mm-hmm. there was never any times where it was really like, no. Ah, you know and again I, my, t- my experience is tainted by sure there's somebody in front of me too don't even get me started on those oh, people goodness goodness <laughs> gracious start throwing popcorn yeah um, but no i dug it man i really like the first one i like this one it's just it's a really loose don't take it too seriously mm-hmm. action movie i mean it starts with a car chase and there's robot arms i mean it it's really enjoyable. I'm gonna give it like an eight three. Okay. I I mean, same thing though. <laughs> I'm not gonna. Yeah. It's nothing. It's nothing right home about. No, like I said, it's not gonna win any any Academy Awards, but it's gonna entertain the hell out of you. You know. Yes. It's for what it was. I enjoyed it probably more than the last James Bond movie. Which one was? Which was the last? Exactly. James? Was it Quantum of Solace? No. No clue. Yeah. I don't know. Exactly. Uh. I don't know. Yeah. I will say this movie uh, has gotten Country Roads stuck in my head all day. <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> huge, huge. That John Denver yeah. song keeps coming around. Yeah. It, the a movie opens the bagpipe rendition of Country yeah. Roads. So good. And yeah. then that's foreshadowing things, but you don't realize totally. it. Totally. Yeah. yeah we'll, get, we'll hit that. That's yeah. important. I guess that's kind of one moment that affected me that I was like, okay, this has some weight. I guess. Yeah. But also like, why are you doing this? Whatever. But beer in the meantime, shall yeah. we? Yeah. So that's our rating on the movie. Um, and that was the general synopsis. Uh, if you want to learn more, go see it for yourself or stay tuned. For now, we are cracking our second beer. We opened it at the beginning and we've been at uh, the beginning of this segment. Segment. Sure. And we have been sipping on it while we discuss things. Uh, we are drinking a beer called Summer Vibes from Tioga Sequoia Do Brewing. Do you say Tioga? Tioga. I say Tioga. Tioga Sequoia. You're saying that like you know it's right? Uh huh. Okay. Tioga Sequoia. It's a forest. I call the forest Tiago Sequoia as well. Uh, well, I mean, you could be right. I don't know. Um, Maybe it's a tomato potato situation. Yeah, potato. Right. I don't know. Who, who says potato? <laughs> I've never met anyone that says Have you, potato. I've never no. ever met anyone that says potato no, or tomato. No. Uh, English people say tomato. They must say potato as well. Maybe. French fry the potatoes, please. Yeah. But no, what, what kind of beer is this? Uh, we are drinking uh, Summer Vibes. It is a mosaic IPL. Now speaking of hops that we all like, mosaics have always been one of my favorites. Mosaics can get a little cat pissy, oh. but they are good. Uh, some people, I I personally like them. So a funny lot you say that because I hate cat urine. Uh, I but like love mosaic I love. Mosaic hops, I, so love but I don't get it. Cat pee is actually my third favorite beverage. I see. But you smell this. You can see a little bit of that. I can't. No. No, but okay. like that's because that my stupid cat litter box not not the cat itself the cat she is but not my point right now cat's not stupid she's dumb she's not a smart cat I can say that me yeah she's just not an intelligent cat that's what I mean by stupid she's a little she's a little dense yeah she's real sweet at the same time I think that she's playing me I think she is too but in the interest of staying on topic (laughs) I think she's just trolling you um, mosaic uh, hops i love yeah so this is a mosaic mosaic ipl which is short for india pale lager meaning that it is a lager so it's lager cold um so it's going to be crisper and all that like a lager is uh and the ipl indicating that it has um, more hop presence india pale lager india indicating that more hops so you're going to get a hoppy bitter lager so it should be crisp refreshing and bitter um, this is an unfiltered India pale lager, uh, brewed and dry hopped with mosaic cryo hops. Cryo hops. Is that what you said? Uh huh. Well, that's crazy. I don't know what that means. They've probably been frozen. Yeah. that like Channing Tatum, mm-hmm. not a huge spoiler either. There we go. Um, but anyways, yeah, we have a little bit of info on a mosaic hop. I pulled it up because, uh, I was getting jealous about the galaxy oh, knowledge yeah. that we dropped for sure. Um, you want to learn about galaxy hops? I'm assuming. I mean mosaic. I was going to say, no, I did want to learn about okay. galaxy, and I did, but now I want to learn about this. So mosaic hops, um, they're going to be more earthy uh, as well as floral with a tiny bit of fruitiness to them. Mm-hmm. But fruitiness would be the third on the list of attributes uh, as far as how it smells. Um, they were actually developed by a hop breeding company called Hop Breeding Company. Uh, oh, sweet. They <laughs> came out in about 2012, uh, mosaic brand um, I think they were, they were what HBC three, six, nine. That's what I recall. Yes. When the, yes, I believe that is correct. I got the email from the scientists. (laughs) They hit us up at FHCcast.gmail.com. Yes, exactly. (laughs) They were the first email we got. They're like, we have a hop. We need to let these guys know about right now. Uh, Anyway, the mosaic hop came out in around 2012 Mm -hmm. uh, and it contained a high alpha content and featured uh, a unique and complex aroma profile that translates favorably into a variety of beer styles. Uh, it is a daughter of simcoe and nugget uh hops so basically it was like kind of bred you can there's a there's actually a book that we have at the brewery um, and it's uh the family trees of hops and it's fascinating about what varieties of hops they like coupled with other varieties and then they just made new ones oh. so like the mosaic hop was actually bred if you will from simcoe and uh, nugget hops so like you you paired those together, uh, the nugget was actually the male. So I don't know if they use like the pollen. Oh yeah, okay. you know what I'm saying. Yeah. I don't know. I'm not a, a her- no. We're not brewers. I'm not, not a no. harvesters. Well, the plant person, like botanist. A, a bot. I'm not a botanist. Damn it. Uh, but anyways, it's kind of a cool thing. It wasn't always around. This hop's only like five years old. In case you're wondering if we just have all this knowledge in our brains, which I'm sure nobody's wondering that. You know we don't. We do our research. But I do want to give a shout out to where we've been getting at least the info for tonight. Um, Uh, Specifically our hop info. Yeah, correct. Yes. It's uh, YCH Hops, and they're a a company um, who, on top of having an awesome, very uh, informative website, um, they are hop growers, I believe. Okay. Um, If anybody from that company ever hears this and we're wrong, I'm so sorry. I'm skimming. We should Uh, tweet at them. All right. That sounds great because we both have Twitters now. Yeah. Um, anyway, that's where we've been getting... They've, their website is a wealth of hop yeah, information. Yeah, that's, that's why CH Hops. It's a. They are a company that used to be two companies, another one. Really yeah. great. Um, haven't found a hop or haven't not found... We found every hop we've been looking for, mm-hmm. at least on their website yeah, once. Yeah, it's been really nice just to get some details and a bit more beer-centric information for the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, I really enjoy getting into the, the nitty-gritty of the beer. Uh, they actually named it Mosaic... In honor of the kind of artistic assortment of aromas, if you will, just because it's, you know, it's kind of pieced together from its two parent hops. Oh. So like it as in a mosaic fashion, like a mosaic tile, it's just got components of so many things from its parent hops that they kind of give it an homage. Yeah, sweet. It's kind of cool. Um, so you're going to get a lot of, um, on the website, it says you're going to get smells of blueberry, tangerine, papaya, rose, uh, grass, and bubblegum. Alright, well the bubblegum one's kinda of weird. Yeah to I don't, me. I don't get that, but but I do get some of the more earthy stuff. Definitely earthy. Like the grassiness kind of jumps to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so this one has an alpha acid of ten point five to about fourteen percent. Which is super low compared to the other one. Yeah. Like that's a, again, small range, but but a lot lower. Mm-hmm. Like the galaxy was starting around what, twelve? Something like that? Eleven to sixteen. Got it. Well, that's not that that far off, but it's a big spread. Yeah. This is good, though. I it's dig it. It's very good. It's definitely uh, a different flavor. Yeah, I have sometimes trouble with IPLs, because um, I'm expecting something very smooth and crisp and easy drinking, and I wouldn't call this easy drinking. I would. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I just... and, wait, and it, Yeah, go ahead. It lingers so much less than the last beer. That's true. That's what makes it crisp, is it's just refreshing, and then you drink it, and then it's gone. Drink it fast. Mm. One, two, three, go. Um, well, no, I've noticed, too... Um, I enjoy really hoppy beers when I don't let it linger in my mouth as much. Yeah. yeah, that's fair. I do want to point out too. We didn't talk about how this beer looks, but um, in re- in relation to our our Galaxy Supernova, it is definitely more yellow, yeah. a little bit clearer, like a lager would be. Yeah, definitely a lighter straw colored beer. Um, yeah, super. It's like it wasn't super heady when we poured it. Um, no, it's a, nice. It's I'm, for for sure super bitter. It is, yeah, and but like you're saying, and same with the last one, a lot more on the uh, on the aftertaste there. Aftertaste, is that correct? Is that how I should say after? Yeah, aftertaste. Why does that sound and so strange the, to me? The afterbirth. Yeah. Um, why don't we go ahead and rate this beer? Let's see what we got. Uh, let's see. So, it's refreshing. It's good. It's bitter because it should be. It's supposed to be bitter. Mm-hmm. Uh, I get for sure strong representation of the mosaic hop. Uh, I'm gonna give this like a 7.8. Okay, um, just because I'm not the hugest fan of this style. Mm-hmm. It's like taking something that's really mellow and refreshing and crisp and pure and and pure mm-hmm. and clear uh, and putting just a ton of hops in it and bittering it to shit. But this beer isn't shit. It's good. Um, that's why it gets that higher end of the rating from me. Yeah, you know, I'm I I'm thinking I'm actually gonna go a little bit lower than you. I almost wrote down an eight. Yeah. But that's not correct. Eights are good. Eights are really good. Okay. For me. This is like a 7.5. Yeah. This is... It's fine. It's fine. It's not something I don't know. I might recommend it if someone asked for like an IPL. Maybe it's because we're in uh, late September right now. And it's like, I don't know. Well, Part of it, me it, is changing gears it inside. It is called Summer Vibes. It dude. is called Summer Vibes. It's another thing. I, I was prepped for like the most refreshing, crushable beer. I mean, it's even got like the 80s kind of like lettering on it. Yeah. I don't know. It's pretty refreshing. I don't, I just don't. I don't know. It maybe it's just not light. I mean, it's we said again. We didn't say this. I don't think, but it's five point five percent. Did well, you say that one? Yeah. No, okay. I didn't actually. Okay. I didn't say the either of them. A B V doesn't matter. A B V is no no big deal to you. That's no, cool. This I don't is mind. not amateur hour. Uh, but it's a big deal to me. Five and a half percent. Um, should be, in my opinion, very very crushable. And this is the last one. The galaxy was 6.5. six point 6.5, Yeah. Uh, did we even say that? I said that one. Oh, yeah. Well, good on you. Um, that said. This, I guess, is a part, I didn't notice this in the can, but it's part of Tioga Sequoia's um, art hop series. Mm. And I don't know what else is in that, but I'd be curious to check it out. Oh my God, this is in it? Uh, okay. Well, in that case, the series includes Cloudy with a Chance of Juice, hmm. which is a 5.8% Northeast style pale. Okay. Pretty good. Interesting. So yeah, it's, it's refreshing, but if you are not refreshed by super hoppy beers... It's not going to be refreshing to True. I yeah, maybe that's it. Maybe it's just too hoppy and too bitter for me to call refreshing. Well, and you, you think lager, you don't think like overwhelmingly hoppy. Mm-mm. And this beer really is that. So, yeah, uh, proceed at your own risk. It's not going to be around for much longer because it's a summer seasonal. True. But uh, as with the Galaxy Supernova, it is pretty affordable. Three or four bucks a can. Spikes has it. Go check it out. Uh, in the meantime, we are going to jump to a quick break. We're going to come back. You will be entering the danger zone Danger zone. So proceed at your own risk Again if you haven't seen this movie And you don't want anything spoiled Go see it, pause this, come back And we'll, uh, we'll all go through the fires and brimstones Of the danger zone together Danger zone We'll be right back Johnny, I have bad news What is the bad news? All of my podcasts are gone They're just gone from my phone I'm out of podcasts Well, you ate them? What happened? They're just gone I don't know, man I need something else to listen to You have any ideas? Yeah, you should for sure listen to a book What do you mean? This like an audiobook Oh, okay Yeah, yeah, yeah It's like reading, but you don't have to read You can do stuff with your hands while you're doing it yeah, it's like getting read a story. Where can I get one of those? Um, you're going to want to go to Audible and check it out. I've heard of Audible. They have over 180,000 titles, don't they? That's correct, and it's available on any smartphone. And right now, for listeners of this podcast, we have a special promo with them. If you go to audibletrial.com FHC, you get a free 30-day trial and a risk-free download of any book you want. That's insane. Here's the thing, though. I, I'm sure I'll love it, but if I don't love it, can I keep my download? If you decide you don't want your Audible subscription, you can cancel anytime within 30 days and keep the free book. Well, that's crazy. I'm just going to go over to audibletrial.com FHC and get that download now. I highly recommend you do. She's that's right. right by her. It's <laughs> so funny. I didn't watch it the first time. That's right. We're in the danger we're zone. We're in the danger zone. Welcome back to Fresh Hop Cinema, where we are like uh, a pastel of colors. We explode towards the end of this. Welcome back to Fresh Hop mm-hmm. Cinema, where we're like Kenny Loggins. We always know when to hold him. Oh, that's not Kenny Loggins. That's Kenny Rogers, but very, very close. And when to hold them fold him. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. They're uh, both fucking famous welcome people named Kenny. To Fresh Hop Cinema, we're like Kenny Loggins. And even though we ain't got money, we're still in love with you, honey. Kenny Rogers. Welcome to the Danger Zone. That's Kenny. Okay. I don't know what's happening. To, to Kenny Messina. Kenny no. Loggins. Mac- Kenny, Kenny Rogers does the You Gotta Know When Hold Him. Song. Yeah. Kenny, Kenny Loggins does the one that I did. And Danger Zone. Really? I don't, yeah. I don't know, maybe. One of them does Danger Zone. Oh wait, you think that's Kenny? Maybe it is. I don't know. I thought it was like Bruce Springsteen. Danger Zone. Johnny's looking this up. This is the, uh, if you, I don't know why you would have forgotten this, but if you have uh, short-term amnesia. Amnesia, Sorry. Yeah, it's fine. uh, There's a segment of the show where we break down the movie, full spoilers. um, Johnny tends to swear more in this segment, and we go off on more tangents. Who is this? It's Kenny Loggins. It is Kenny Loggins. So this would be a great example. I think in the future we're going to do a, uh, a compilation of Danger Zone quotes to make our theme for the Danger Zone. Oh, we're going to make a Danger Zone theme song. You cannot say this does not get you pumped. I'm not saying that at all. I am saying... Begging you to touch and go. After a few beers, and maybe our listeners not having them, it won't translate as well to them. Oh, it will. I think it works for us. <laughs> Danger Zone. Yes. Uh, yeah. So here we are. We're in the Danger Zone. We are discussing at length Kingsman 2, the gold. I don't even know if twos in the name. Kingsman, the Golden Circle. Yeah, it's just the, the second one. Now, since we are in a spoiler filled zone, I want to say I didn't know what the Golden Circle referred to at first. It's made mm-hmm. pretty obvious early on that it is the name of the organization that Julianne Moore runs. Mm-hmm. She is called Poppy. And her... Did you just borrow the last of the beer that I've been drinking since 5 p.m.? Yeah. Oh, that's amazing. There's Cheers, nothing man. else to drink. Golden We're circle. in the fucking danger zone. We're in zone. the fucking danger zone. Anyways, uh, Julianne Moore's character, Poppy, runs a pharmaceutical... So, you, you say it. It's so hot. Mm-hmm. Poppy is a drug dealer. She's a drug dealer. Uh, she runs a she's pharmaceutical like, kind of company. but she, She's the drug dealer. She's the front. Yeah. Right. So she has this great idea. She's got an island. Uh is it an island? No, it's on an island. It's on an island. It's like this fortress that she's created that's like a 50s nostalgia tech thing. Technically undiscovered ancient ruins Correct. that she like put a diner and a bowling alley in because she's obsessed with the 50s. Yeah. Ooh, there was one transition in this movie that I loved. Um, anyways, can we go Can we go kind of scene by scene? Because I want to hit some of the things I didn't like, and that involves specifically hitting some scenes. Yeah. Starting from the top, that car chase scene. Oh, ridiculous i hated it dude and i didn't hate it um necessarily because of what it was but i hated it because i wasn't ready Mm. um and there was just there's this opening scene where um eggsy comes out of the kingsman tailor shop we're all we're all hyped it's literally the first thing like you see the name of the movie kingsman and then in in almost like a star wars-esque font is like this uh, superimposed the golden circle and it like becomes part of the stained glass whatever Mm -hmm. eggsy walks out then this dude that we see from he, I remembered him from the first movie. Okay, but most people probably didn't. So there's did this not. nice moment of exposition where you see it through Eggsy's super spy glasses, and it's like this Charlie, uh, rejected Kingsman applicant, and he's like, "Whoa, Charlie, what are you doing?" Mm-hmm. And Charlie's like, pulls out a gun. The glasses are super handy. They're super handy, especially for the audience. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he holds out his gun. He's like, "You better open up your cab right now." And Eggsy's like, "All right, I'll open my cab." And then immediately this giant fight ensues. Charlie has like three cars that are following him. We don't even know why but this huge like CGI car thing happens. Yeah. Like crazy. Like even the fight scenes in the cab like they they're doing like this really close quarters mm-hmm. like like Jason Bourne but way worse. Mhm. And it's just too much for me and I was like okay, I guess this is what I'm in for and I, it put a it set the tone. Yes. hard. And I didn't it didn't set me off on a good note. Like it slapped you in the face with the tone of this movie. Yes. And it was the CGI was not subtle. No, it wasn't even that good. That was the problem, too. Like, your $104 million budget, where is that going? Oh, I feel like maybe, did did you see it in XD? Probably the dogs. What's that? Maybe, Elton John. Oh, in XD. Yeah. Yeah. No, I didn't. I didn't either, because we were both in the shitty, right. th- wet theater. We know things. Why were the chairs still wet? They take a long time, man. Today. They like, they like, oh, it was yesterday, huh? I went yesterday. You were in theater, what, do you remember? Three. Yeah, three. Yep. And God, we'd be so easy to stalk and kill. I know. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I actually have to add these. I didn't show you this. Can you talk for a minute? Yeah. Great. So yeah, I was wondering why that they were still still wet. That's odd. Um, I wonder how long it takes a movie theater seat to dry. I was going to say maybe more. You're welcome to talk about this, but I was going to say more about the movie if you want oh, to. Oh. Well, I'm done with the card, the CGI. Just didn't want you to feel like you had to talk about the seats if you didn't want to. I want to talk about the wet seats, <laughs> bro. No, I really don't want to talk about the wet seats. I just was bummed that I couldn't sit in one because I like sitting in puddles. No, the CGI was really over the top. I really dug the dude's fake arm, though. That was pretty cool. The main guy that got rejected by uh, the Kingsman in the first movie, Charlie, Charlie had a, a super sweet robot fake arm. And we're like, wait, he got, like, he died. I thought he was Captain America's friend. I thought he died. Right, and it was just, I was like, this is such a Bucky move. Like, just mm-hmm. call it what it is. But anyways, they explain that later on that his, Charlie, by the way. Is who this is. His arm got blown off by um, the first movie. He was there, but Eggsy electrocuted him, which fried the microchip in his head. But it it just blew up his arm instead. Yeah, because they had in the end, they a bunch of people had these microchips in their head. Where if they had to, the Kingsmen could just pop their heads like balloons. Yes, and that happened. So everyone's heads are popping like balloons. But yeah, because Eggsy electro- electrocuted him, then only his arm went. Right. I don't know how that works, but maybe uh, it's, it's science, bro. It's electricity. Um, in, in the interest of time, I feel like we would go, we'd probably talk about this for an hour. but Probably. Basically, the plot of the movie, in a nutshell, Colin Firth... Is alive. Is alive. He was shot in the face. But we don't find that out. No, Unless the, you watch the trailer. No, the, the plot of the movie is the Kingsmen get blown up. Right, sure. And then they have to... By Julianne Moore. By Julianne Moore. She blew up every Kingsman office everywhere. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Really shitty. Not a nice thing to do. No, not a nice thing to do at all. No, she like knocked out all the Kingsmen. Yeah, very insensitive. Including like the female heroine from last movie. that's yeah. important too. I thought she wasn't dead, by the way. I thought she was gonna make an appearance. for I was sure. hoping she was a badass. Yeah, she was a badass. She's the one that floated up and uh, shot the missile out of the air in the first movie. Yeah, think, something like that. So, um, the only two people from like the the main group in the first one that yes. you are very familiar with that lived are Eggsy. and he goes to the, the old the Kingsman tailor shop where that got blown up. Mm-hmm. And then what's his name? Merlin. Merlin is played there. by Mark Strong. Played by Mark Strong, who I really enjoy. Jaguar, handsome man. Jaguar. Commercial. Jaguar. Yeah. Jaguar. It's fun to say. Anyway, they're the only two alive, and they have this doomsday protocol. Correct. And they're like, "Well, it's in. Let's this, do it. It's in this bank vault." Important to note too. Eggsy's like getting really emotional. Yeah. And then uh Merlin is like, "All right, look, listen to your training. Not time for emotions." After this is all done, you can shed one tear. You can shed a tear in private. Yeah. Okay. Now <laughs> it continue. was like the most male thing to say. Yeah. Ever. It was. Yeah. So th- there's this thing in the vault, right? And there's a vault, and they, it's somewhere. It's in a bottle. Of, it's the bottom of a wine tasting. Yeah. place. And they're like, "We're with the Kingsman. We'd like to buy some wine. Tasting room three, please." Yeah. So Very obviously, specific. it's like a pre-planned thing, and they've mm-hmm. got like a secret. I think it was. Uh, Colin Firth's dog's collar. It was Yeah, it was basically the same coin that Eggsy was given. It's like the Kingsman sigil Mm -hmm. on a coin. Okay. And it opened the secret vault. All that's in it is a bottle. But Merlin was like, all the answers to our problems are right in here. Yes. Okay. Very important. Then he opens it. And it's a bottle of Statesman bourbon. Yes. And they're like, what is this Statesman stuff? And then, like, well... They're basically like, well, we're fucked. We might as well have a toast to our dead friends. Exactly. And one toast turns into, I don't know, what was that, a regular bottle? So... Turns into 15 toasts. It was a fifth. Yeah. Yeah. So they start pouring it out and then... They was like, to hit this guy. And then, well, we should drink another, another. toast. And then another. they start, like, take your jacket off, sit down. And they start, like, just bawling. Cuts, it's like, I love the cut scene. Because yeah. it was, like, shot. And then mm-hmm. cut scene. Just, Very gentlemanly, too. <laughs> like, they're standing across a... And another toast to our, our fallen brother. Yeah. And then cut scene to <laughs> just bawling. Yeah. It was pretty funny. Specifically At, Merlin bawling. Yeah. So... Long story short, Eggsy notices the Kingsman logo inside, like on the back of the label of the empty bottle of bourbon. Yes, and he's like, "We're going to Kentucky." It was so. Is it, it said Statesman Bourbon, and then like Kentucky, but the K was the Kingsman logo. Yeah, so that was like boom, light bulb moment. Let's go. Fast forward, they take a tour of the distillery. Yeah, we're in they Kentucky. S- they sneak off. Yep. They're like, hmm, I don't know. And there's like a biometric scanner. He's like, biometric scanner to, to protect all his whiskey? I don't think so. Yeah. this Danger Zone happens fast. I like it. They have like all these scanners. Yeah. Yeah, I like it too. I like it. Yeah. It's dangerous. And 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 Merlin's like, according to my calculations, there's a big room here. And I, there's an axe. And I'm going to cut open this barrel. Oops, whiskey starts spilling. He plugs it with his hand. Yeah. Then- Channing Tatum walks up. Sorry, Chan- No, yes. it's fine. Don't care. I liked it. Keep I going. go on a roll. I'm sorry. Hey, keep going. All right, fine. Channing Tatum walks up. He's got a shotgun. He's like, "My mom taught me that that, that American people. Oh, I'm doing Forrest Gump. American people got their politeness from from the Brits." Yeah such a shame that you didn't keep any of it from yourself. I don't know about breaking in. Who are you? Whatever. Everybody looks at each other. Time for a fight. Let's fight. Well, he said first. That's like 1963. Statesman Reserve. Now it's personal. Yeah. Now it's personal. Big old fight. Channing Tatum whoops their asses. Yeah, bad. Uh, Not even close. And then right before he he uses Eggsy's own watch, like beep, 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 stun mode, stuns himself with the watch. He makes him stun himself. Yeah. Obviously familiar with the technology. Right. Like uber familiar. So Eggsy's passing. He's like, who the fuck are you? And he just knocks him on the floor. Okay. What happens after that? They wake up tied yes. to a chair. Correct. Yeah. They're tied to a chair. They're being interviewed. Not interviewed. Interrogated. Yeah. Uh, not Channing so nicely. Tatum. No, he's like, all right, I'm going to basically kill you guys. He like starts pouring. Great story, by the way. I don't know if this is true about proof. Oh, I don't either. But that would make sense why they call it proof. I would love it. So the story he lays we out. We should get some proof about this story. We should. So. Sorry, I thought you meant we should get some whiskey. Never mind. Oh, you're still in the normal. Mm, you're being a normal person. opposed <laughs> to that either. Uh. Um, one of what? us can get it, one of us can talk pot. I don't know. I don't trust you. You'll bring back scotch. Yeah, for sure. Yep. Whiskey's spelled with an E. Eesh. What a shame this isn't scotch. Am I, 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 right? I like my whiskey from America. I can grab us American bourbon. There's one bottle out there. It's the black wax. You want to grab it? Well, it's Jim Beam, too. No, Wild Turkey. No, it's gone. Oh, you drank all of it. Kyle Williams drank all of it. Heads up. What's up, Kyle? <laughs> Fuck you. Uh, yeah, you got that. I'll finish this part and then yeah. you can pick it up when you get back. Tell them the proof story. Right. So, so um, Channing Tatum is like Agent you boys. Tequila, yeah, Agent Tequila is his name. He's like you boys. <laughs> you boys know why we call it a proof. And he says, well, basically back in the day, pirates they wanted they wanted a way to prove that their rum was strong enough. And what they would do is they'd pour a little bit of their rum on um black powder gunpowder and they'd light it and if it lit on fire that was proof that it was strong enough and then he's like pouring his his statesman whiskey on these two gentlemen and he's like, well I don't got any gunpowder but I bet you guys will burn just fine whatever And then they're like, we got nothing to say we're not spies we are who we say we are we are these guys from this tailor shop in London and he's like, I don't believe that that's insane anyways he flips on this two-way mirror and it is on the other side Harry, AKA Galahad, A.K.A. Colin Firth, AKA the guy who got shot in the eye in the first movie. And they're like, whoa, Harry's alive. That's crazy. And then, and then, and then Tequila pulls out his gun. He's gonna shoot Colin Firth through the glass. It's like don't do that. Don't do that. And he's gonna do it. And then Halle Berry walks in and she's like, Don't do it. Their story checks out. They are who they say they are. They're spies. We're spies. We're all friends. What's the deal with Colin Firth? They explain it. Uh, I spent way too much time on that scene, so I'm just jumping ahead. That's fine. Um, basically, he got shot in the eye. We find out how he's lived through this. They have this crazy gel called... Uh, alpha gel. Alpha gel. I'm back, guys. Yes. Oh, it's like you never left. Exactly. And the alpha gel basically is this for, for head wounds. The statesmen have developed this. It's for head wounds. And what happens is you put this gel on the in this like weird wrap around their head, and then whiskey. And um, <laughs> they... Basically, the gel goes into the bullet wound, fixes your brain, and then you're back. Except sometimes your brain's not all the way back. You revert to this weird stage of amnesia where you're your young self. You revert to a younger self, and you get weird flashbacks. And it has to—you have to have like a, relive a trauma in your brain that's to the like, idea, yeah—to trigger you right. snapping back to reality. Oops, there goes rabbit. Right. So that's the thing that happened with him. And they're like, all right, let's try to drown him, like mm-hmm. we did to all the recruits. <laughs> yeah. And, and that's, well, like, that's perfect. That's fair. Yeah. Sure. It just doesn't work. So then it's like, all right, time to give up on Harry, Galahad, Colin first. Have we figured out anything about what's going on with the the blue stuff yet? Haven't said it once. Okay. Something to talk about, though. That's a good idea. Yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, there's this blue thing. It's like blue veins that people get. And it's from, uh, we don't know what it's from, but they, they get these blue veins. And it's been happening to people all over the world. We don't know why, including Channing Tatum later on. We find out, can we jump to that? Mm-hmm. We find out it's from drug use. Dude, it's the fucking danger zone. Julie, right. I just don't want to jump too much. Who cares? Order wise. All right. Julianne Moore has been poisoning her drugs. Yeah. Because she's mad. She makes all this money, but has no recognition. Classic she's, villain. She's got this weird, like, I'm a better businesswoman than these people that sell alcohol. Correct. She has this weird thing. It's very, like, it's very, like, neo Christian. Like, you know, you can't do, you shouldn't even do, like, she doesn't let her henchmen, like, do drugs. Do alcohol or smoke or use sugar. It's it's so bad for you, but drugs are so much less bad. Mm -hmm. That's not the Neo Christian part. It's like the no substances thing that I'm getting at. So, anyways, she's got this complex. Um, like she just needs to be equal. And so basically she starts poisoning her own drugs, and it varies from all the way from like weed to cocaine to meth to heroin to ecstasy. And to Molly? But she doesn't. She doesn't say tamales specifically. <laughs> she's poisoning tamales. Tamales. That's oh what I dear said. God! Don't yes. poison the tamales. They're yeah. so delicious. But yeah, she's poisoning them with this like thing that gives you. I don't know. It's a disease. It's some it's sort like, of. It's, it's a, it's a very, chemical yeah. disease. It's a movie disease. Yeah, it's a, exactly. It's a movie disease, and it turns your veins blue, and eventually paralyzes you. And mm-hmm. the third stage of that is bleeding out your eyes till you die, yep. which is the most dangerous own thing of all. Bleeding out your eyes till die. Till death. So she's trying to basically take the world of drug users hostage and try and get the president to legalize drugs so she can be a legitimate businesswoman. Uh, And when he signs the paperwork, blah, 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 she'll release the antidote to this, blah, blah, blah. Yes. But the crazy thing is the president is already like, this is a great plan. Mm -hmm. I I don't like drug users either. Right. We can just, here's what I'll do. I can save face with the people. I won't negotiate I I won't negotiate with terrorists but I will do what's good for the country by accepting her demands but I'll put these people in these like death it, concentration camps I if guess. I can go so far I'm safe to say uh, and then I win and I am the worst mm-hmm okay yeah, so, so that was the point of it and they correct. started putting them in little tiny cages, stacking them up like Legos inside football stadiums. Yeah, that was a weird that was another time the CGI was like, I don't know. And that's a hard thing to capture obviously, but yeah, like, it was kind of on the nose though, like that's obviously CGI. Yeah, it's yeah. That's the thing. I think this movie might have been better in XD just for the sake Maybe, of Maybe. I don't know. I'm worried that it would be too too obvious that way like Yeah. The more high def you get, the more it's like, oh, there's where the computer took over. Yeah. So this movie basically turns into a struggle between the forces of good and the forces of evil for the antidote. Mm-hmm. So there is that's the other thing. Yeah. Did did you say that? I maybe I blanked out. Yeah. Up, that yeah, she would release the antidote, the antidote with drones. But there are some like minor, minor little plot points here where Eggsy, they go to a music festival. There she hey, has to. This that is, was yeah. This is perfect danger zone material. It is. Uh, so they, huh, yeah. they have to, <laughs> who's that? So they is, is Eggsy and, uh, Oberyn, Oberyn Martell from, uh, from Game of Thrones. <laughs> yes. He's whiskey. He's, whiskey. He's, yeah, Pedro Whis- Pascal. Which, speaking of whiskey, get that to work. Was so loud. Probably wasn't that loud, but sorry if it was, you guys. Get to funny. work. Yeah, well. Get, put that inside you. We're in the danger zone. No. Run off that transition. Put that inside you. Keep going. Yeah. So speaking of putting things inside you. So, they figure they've got one good lead, and that is to get to the antidote, or where they're going to find the antidote. So, that is this Charlie guy with the fake arm, remember Charlie from the beginning, his girlfriend, uh, Eggsy's been kind of following her on social media, and they're going to track her to get back to him in hopes that he will lead them to the antidote. So... Uh, Pedro Pascal's character, Agent Whiskey, mm-hmm. gives him this little tiny box. They're going to this music festival in London. Because they know that's where she's going to be. She posted yeah. on Twitter yeah, like, she... I'm going to be at Glastonbury. Exactly. So okay. they're like, well, that's where she's going to be because social media allows everyone to be super stockable. Mm-hmm. Not hard anymore. Awkward silence. Sorry, I thought you were going somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> no. No, not hard at just all. Just stalking people got super easy mm-hmm. and I'm not mad at it. Yeah. I know where you are all the time. Max. Danger zone danger zone that's we're all where. in it all the time i'm in the danger zone right now but yeah, yeah so they go to this music festival to find her yeah and pedro pascal uh gives him this little tiny box and it's it's not not like a condom it's like a very tiny condom <laughs> penny sized uh i was actually knew what it was immediately uh, it was a finger condom because in the restaurant injury in injury <laughs> when you that, get injured no that's you actually get a accurate condom. <laughs> no that's that's fucking true What, finger condoms when when you're injured? Yeah. If you cut your finger and you work in a restaurant, you'll put a Band-Aid on it, but then you'll put one of those finger condoms over your whole finger. It's like a cross-contamination issue. Yeah. So in in this, it was like a rolled-up version of like a rubber glove, but just the finger. Imagine like a quarter, like a 25% the size of a regular condom. That sounds right. Teensy weensy Uh, And they're talking about like, it's got a tracking device in the tip. And so Agent Whiskey's like, well, you got to put it on a mucous membrane. And at some point, it was like it wasn't even that specific. It was like basically, Eggsy thought, put it in her nose. Yeah. At first, he was like, I'll just you know put it on the back of her neck or yeah, grab her, shake right. her hand. And he's like, Agent Whiskey's like, Nah, you gotta you gotta put it on a mucus membrane. He's like, I what am I supposed to do? Get my finger in her mouth? Mm-hmm. Yeah, or it in has, her nose. In like her, her nose. Yeah, because he thinks mucus, and and then it just like clicks. Mm-hmm. He's like, I've got to put my finger in her danger zone. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you know, uh, yeah, he's 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 got a fair to touch on this too, which we haven't said at all. He's got a relationship we said with Tildy, uh, the Swedish princess from the last movie. They're teetering on the cusp of an he's engagement. He's just met her parents; like yeah. it's a big thing. The king and queen, right? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Of some place we didn't. I th- yeah, I think it's supposed to be Sweden, but I don't know. Who cares? Anyways, yeah, but now he's at the music festival and I'm like ah, greater good. I have to have sex with this girl and to t- t- me, immediate- me immediately. I'm like, it's. You don't have to like have sex with her. I don't mean to endorse this, but we're at a music festival. There's roofies everywhere. Uh-huh. Can't we, and again, just that? Whoa. Can't we roofie this girl and then just put it in <laughs> I don't feel good about saying this, but I think no, it's a better I mean, strategy than what he did. That's fair. There's like a thing called like tranquilizer darts. Or that. That's a lot more. T- they literally have a stun dart in their Dude, watch. Tranquilizers and stun guns. That's a way more spy way to say. Right. And. I get, like, I get the defense for this. It's like they're at a music festival. There's thousands of people everywhere. Until she invites them into her tent. All right, devil's advocate. Sure, it would have been a, a lot easier and a lot less personally risky to Exy to execute a plan like that. Like, get her super hammered, mm-hmm. and obviously not for rapey reasons, but just to for get, the greater good. For to get this insider for the greater good, yes, and course. then no one's feelings get hurt. Mm-hmm. That's a fair point. Yeah. Also, you don't have to bang her. You just have to get it inside her for a second. Which part of this was the devil's advocate? Um, the, the the roofing her. Oh, we're all playing. The, you and me are both playing the, this. We're I both see. the devil's advocate in the danger zone. Correct. And that is our first t-shirt. We're both... We're. I think the t-shirt would be, we're all the devil's advocate in the danger zone. We're all the clues, devil's advocate listen. in the danger zone. Yeah, you're complicit in this. Mm-hmm. Just uh, for listening. Yeah, so... Uh, just fresh up statement policy mm-hmm. on life in general. We do not condone the roofing and or drugging of anyone, male no, or female, because you'll get blue veins in your face and you'll die. Pretty much, that's the only reason yeah all right among others fair enough <laughs> yeah moral and socio-economical and uh judicial all that to say eggsy is not as smart as we are yeah so he's like no That's i have true. to We've, have sex with her we would have thought of a real clever way to knock her out against her c- right. will. yeah so but instead of just being a total in his view douchebag he calls tildy yeah and he's like listen babe i've gotta i gotta do this with this girl but it's surely it's better that i tell you about this than just do it behind your back and yeah, she's like he just jumps right to love i got to lay some pipe Yeah, basically. You know, and it's like, come on, man. And he's like, look, I'm just doing this. It's a save the world situation. Remember what happened last time? You said I could uh, put it in your rear. Verbatim, that's a quote in the first movie. Mm -hmm. And she's having none of it. He's like, look, I'll just do this. I'll give you a call in five minutes. She's like, don't be so hard on yourself. You can surely last longer than five minutes. And then cuts him off. It hangs up. Yeah. I like how we're spending more time on this than any other detail in this movie. We're past our, so at the beginning of this episode, we structured a lot of stuff. Before we started, I mean. Yeah. And we were like, all right, we're going to cap this episode at an hour and 30 minutes. There's no structure in the danger zone. We're at an hour and 34 minutes. That's fine. And we're going. Well, the danger zone lasts as long as the danger it's zone. It's dangerous. I don't know what to say. Like, It, it gets, lasts as long as it needs to. Until we're out of it, we're in it. Until you know what I mean? And when it's not dangerous, then we'll be dead and the episode will be over. Yeah. It's fine. We, But until then, we have to defeat the danger. Yeah. So here we are. So long story short. Eggsy finger blasts, sir. I really and then leaves. Wait, I because the reason I brought this up was because I want to talk about that shot. Is finger blasting too harsh? Yes. I don't like that word, but that's just me. We have different sensibilities with these things. That's not that's not new news to anybody. That's just funny. It's and I yes. I yes. I, I didn't say anything. It didn't bother <laughs> me that much. But what I wanted to talk about was the specific shot, right? So so Oh, that shot of the and and, and not yes, but not only is it that. He comes out of the bathroom, Tildy hangs up on him, he's like, I can't do this. Before he goes to the bathroom, by the way, he's like she's like trying to have sex with him on the bed and he's like, I have to pee first. She's like, You can do it on me. Oh, and that I'm was like, hilarious. how many stereotypes like are we just playing into this weird like music music festival stereotype that like girls are weird in the deserts and they're just like, Do whatever you want, that's fine. Or people do that. I don't know. That is perpetuating some very negative stereotypes about negative women dangerous. About women being in touch with their sexuality. Yeah, and sure. And that's dangerous. See, I have problems with the movie. I'm like, I'm not going to try to read into this. But if there is something to be read into, it's like, sorry, next week for It Follows, I mm-hmm. really want to talk about how you could reduce that movie to one central message. So when you watch it, we'll talk about that. It's probably like women's sexuality. <laughs> it's human sexuality, actually. Okay. Sexuality, yeah. I kind of uh, got that just from the description. Yeah. Right, totally. Yeah. Um, it's about sex. Sort of. Should we touch on this movie? I guess we it's should. danger zone. Lana, there's a final standoff. Sure. Okay. A lot of shit happened between now and then. Stuff blew up. It's whatever, um, yeah. dude. Oberon Martell's got a sweet whip that can cut people in half. Mm-hmm. Turn electric. There was a there was a, a cologne bomb that turned everyone into blue plastic. Were they dead? I wasn't clear on that. I don't know. I'd like to think they were just permanently frozen in a nice manly smell. All right. Let me hit a, a key point here. Colin Firth, aka Galahad, number one. Yeah, Galahad 1.0. Was revived. He had his amnesia thing. Yet, he was sent into the field. Early in his life, he wanted to be a person who studied butterflies. Yeah, and I'm not going to try and remember what that's called. I'm not either. So as a result, he sees butterflies. That's part of his rehab, I guess. He deals with that. Now, they're on this ski slope. They tried to get the antidote the first time. Didn't go so well because... um, Whiskey, Agent Whiskey, Mm -hmm. Pedro Pascal, accidentally, I'm quoting in the air right now, knocked the antidote out of Eggsy's hand. It shattered. Mm -hmm. At which point, Galahad 1.0 realized, or thought, in his crazy state, uh, Pedro Pascal is not on our side. I'm going to shoot him in the face. Shot him in the face. Yep. Just boom. He's like, he's not on our side. He's a double agent. Don't worry about it. He's working for the other guys. Spoiler alert. You don't have to say that anymore. Oh, yeah. Danger zone. <laughs> danger zone alert. <laughs> he was. So, yeah. So that's what we find out later. Eggsy got all butt hurt because he's being a little bitch. And he's like, I'm going to use the alpha gel and save this dude's life, even though you think he's a double agent. Well, that's fair. Like, you, I feel like that's the gentlemanly thing. Like, the gentleman's spy, like, guess. you save the guy. If you can save him, you save him. Yeah. But then it turned in. Well, yeah. Cause then if they didn't save him, they wouldn't have had a sweet final showdown. Right. So yeah. that's the point. They invade Poppy's, um, Layer. Yeah. Let's say layer. Let's say layer. In that weird mountain. And they're like, all right, big there's a big shootout, you think, but right before that, they try to sneak in. Eggsy steps on a landmine. But timeout. Yep. I just remember Elton John's been in this whole thing. He's been in and out. So basically he's, he's uh, Poppy's prisoner. Right. When Valentine from the first movie, he basically abducted all of these powerful people in the world. Mm-hmm. I don't, it's going to be too much to get into, but basically. No, they snuck it in. Poppy's like, I took advantage. She was like, yeah, he's doing all this. I'm going to steal Elton John. Yeah, so now that, Elton John's like a slave piano player. That didn't take too long. That was the whole, that was it. Yes. Sure. <laughs> Eggsy steps on a landmine. Boom. Uh, Merlin, Mark Strong is like. Just kidding. Not boom. Not boom yet. He's like, wait, I have this can of hairspray looking stuff, but it will freeze the landmine enough for it to give us like a half a second to get away. One, two. Just kidding. I'm going to push you off. I'm going to step on the landmine Oops, the can's empty. This is where my favorite fucking character straight martyrs himself, and this is the one moment where it's like, all right, I don't get what you're going here, going for here. Yeah, all film. of a sudden it's like super serious, like, like, and 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 I knew that it was supposed to be, but my issue is that even with with all of the acting that Colin Firth and uh, Taron Egerton did. I didn't feel it because I haven't been prepped to feel this the whole movie. The whole movie has been a big laugh. No, that's fair. And I'm like, I don't like. I do care, but I don't feel it. Like I know I should care, but you, I just don't. I, yeah, this movie didn't emotionally acclimate no. you to be ready for that kind of feels because you're not supposed to be in this movie. But that that one scene is like yeah you should you should cry with them, and I'm like, i'm not gonna cry with them i don't I don't care. I was a little um i'm gonna say I was a little biased because it's my favorite character in the movie. He was great, yeah, so obviously I was just like, man, no, no, yeah. stop, no and then it yeah it is an interesting plot parallel. This is something that happened in the first movie too, where he was sort of a bystander or a you know he's a screen guy mm-hmm. um could What's a better way to say that? Like a sidekick? Not a sidekick, but... No, like the technical support. Yes. He was the IT guy. Yeah, basically. He's (laughs) like the guy that's in the spy's ear when they're on a mission. Like, all right, go left here. I'm going to close off the roads. He's Q. Yes, he's Q. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Or in Spider-Man Homecoming, he's Ned. Exactly right, or yeah. what Ned wants to be, or in in the yeah. movie *Spy with Mr. McCarthy*. What are you doing looking, at, looking at, porn. at porn? What are you <laughs> not helping? So spider. hilarious. Uh, anyways, so in the first movie, he had this moment where he like saved Eggsy. He pulled out these guns and he's like, "I'm gonna shoot mm-hmm. everybody." And it's like, yes, he saves the day. And here he's saving the day, but it's way more impactful because he he dies yeah. basically. Uh, and this is where the song <laughs> "Country Road," right, Oof. comes back again. He just starts busting oh, out so good and the way they layered the soundtrack with it. yeah I, I did love that moment it was so nice it was beautifully shot it was like some great integration of mm-hmm. the music and yeah. yeah and he just is belting country road Which, i like i don't i hope there's an inside joke there but it just seemed like the most random choice like no it's one of john denver's most I, famous songs yeah but like why john denver he liked country music so like but why <laughs> like you could have picked any like for that character it's it didn't come up in the first movie why did they choose John Denver's Country Roads to be, like, the anthem of this? That's a good question. And maybe it's I'm just going over my head. Maybe it's blaringly obvious for people, but I, don't, I did not get I don't get know. That. It's just kind of one of those soundtrack decisions. I mean, they could have done, a like, a, a Merle Haggard song, and it would have had the same impact, maybe. You know? I don't know. Yeah, maybe. I mean, I think that, that song... Speaks to people from a lot of different uh, backgrounds and from different countries that came from rural areas. You know what I mean? Maybe he grew up. Well, that's true. On a country road in Scotland. Yeah, or, or maybe like it's just literally Mark Strong, the actor, was just like, "I just love this song." That's what that's what I feel like that's, the character should be. That's very possible Which, too. Like awesome, because great. it was super. I agree. Super oddly specific. Like right, country road, from but it John seems Denver. so random. Like it's not, it's not like if they had thrown on. Um, you know what this means? This means it was a fantastic soundtrack choice because we're spending this much time talking about it. And maybe that was it. Maybe that's the whole point. I don't know. Was for us just to to let it linger. I don't know. Maybe. Yeah, I don't know, man. It's good stuff. We will put that song on while we're doing post production stuff. I think. I don't know what it. Yeah, that can be playing behind us right now. I like it. Um, can sure. you make a note of that on your on your little? paper there what country road yeah around an hour and 51 minutes and 20 seconds Country road. yeah so we'll see i put out a call i don't know why on my facebook's like people to record um a version of country roads yeah and send it to us didn't happen well yeah but how cool would that have been pretty cool pretty cool yeah i like it because it was not john denver it was like these it was bagpipes or it was electric guitar or it was mark strong singing country roads Mm mm-hmm which is great. Yeah, it was really cool. Um, so that was kind of the intro to the final battle. Right. And the final battle was awesome. It was just, yeah, it was super predictable. Yep. But awesome. It was it was Eggsy and Galahad fighting through all the henchmen. Yeah. In increasingly crazy ways. Mm-hmm. Till you get the final battle with uh, the metal dogs, uh, Benny and Jet. Was it Jet? Yeah. I never caught the Jet name. I just always saw Benny. I guess. Anyways, Benny is charging because he's a robot. So Colin Firth, Galahad just has to deal with Jet. Mm -hmm. And then Eggsy is dealing with Charlie, uh, a.k.a. uh, the Winter Soldier. Mm -hmm. And whatever. Like It's fine fights. They do a good job. Elton John makes another appearance. Yeah. They beat him. Yeah. They beat him. They get the antidote. It's released all over the world. The president gets arrested. I guess I just want to hit one more thing. They find Julianne Moore in her little diner. Copy, oh, yeah. And they're like, give us the antidote and here's some heroin. You have your own drug now. You're going to. But then he overdosed her on the heroin. She dies. But she. After, gave, yeah. After giving them the passcode to launch the antidote. Because, drugs. of course, like a good movie villain, she can be undone by one password on one master right. it's computer. It's a peel switch. It's like, oh, it's the one case. The master computer has to be in a briefcase. For sure. It has to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she the the password was viva las vegan which also didn't make any sense like she wasn't a vegan no she <laughs> <Like what> she <laughs> ground people up and fed them to other people that was fucked by the way that yeah. was crazy like it wasn't that crazy but it was you can't help but cringe at the idea of watching a human go into a meat grinder yeah and then watching that turn into beef and then watching that beef cooked and then make somebody eat it like mhm that did, maybe maybe that served its purpose hamburger cannibals yeah hamburger Hamburg cannibals hamburger cannibals they kill her. She overdoses on the heroin. What's that? Is that the danger zone? Are we back to this? Are we back to this? <laughs> you you know walked what? here, right? Yeah. It's okay. <laughs> you, you know what I think this means? I don't. I think this means the danger zone segment's coming to an oh end. Oh my God, wait. but The final bits of the movie. Oh, wait. I, I can't help it. It's coming in. It's good. It's, it's coming hot. In hot. I'm just dancing. I can't think. All right, fine. I got this. The killer, okay. uh, Oberyn Martel, Pedro Pascal, Whiskey comes in. He's like, "Ha ha! I was on the other side the whole time. Final fight. You guys have to beat me. Ah, you did beat me. Now I'm in a meat grinder. Mm-hmm. He's dead. He's dead. Uh, the only people left now are um, Eggsy and uh, Colin Firth, Galahad. Yep. Cutscene. Very intimate moment with the two of them. Eggsy's like, you're, you're everything. I've, if it weren't for you, I would not be here. And he's like, I'm so proud of you. Whoa! Eggsy's getting married mm-hmm. to Tildy, who now has forgiven him for uh, inserting the probe into the finger blasting, finger blasting the uh, uh, Glastonbury girl. Yeah, uh, Charlie's girlfriend. Well, who I don't remember. Doesn't I remember. matter. I don't know her name either. Doesn't matter. Her last name is Delavine, actually, and her the actress. Oh, that's no cool. relation. I checked. That's a cool name. Yes. Um, anyways, they get married, and then there's like this nice narrative by Conforth over the top. And it's like somebody once said, maybe. This isn't, maybe this isn't the beginning of the end. Maybe this is the end of the beginning. And then we're like, boom, Kingsman, the golden circle. Mm -hmm. The golden circle, by the way, like we said, is like the name of our organization, but it's also a tattoo that people get. That's why Eggsy does it. He's like, I can't, to, to, to Glastonbury girl. He's like, I can't do this. I have a girlfriend. And she's like, take off my robe. She takes off her robe, I mean, so she's in, like, a cute thing. And mm-hmm. he's like, I'm sorry, you're hot and all, but I can't. She turns around, puts her robe back on. There's a golden circle tattoo. That's, like, the binding factor. Mm-hmm. And he's like, well. All I- right, I guess I can do it. And then there's the shot that I meant to talk about. And, like, follows his hand. Fo- like, it's, it's like, walking backwards, and his hand is coming towards it. Like, goes into her pants. And then you go into the inside of this girl's vagina. It's super weird, and I loved it. <laughs> it was great. And it was just super random. And I think that's where we're at. I like it. Uh, this is a slower fade than what you're doing. Um, okay we'll try again just shy of two hours I don't know why we try to shoot for less this is Fresh Hop Cinema my name is Max Minardi if you guys have any thoughts at all about this movie or about our beers uh, please let us know at Twitter Instagram Um, on Twitter I'm just at Fresh Hop Cinema Johnny's at Johnny Manitoba reach out to us at fhccast at gmail.com if not we'll see you next week for another episode Uh, for Johnny Summers I am Fresh Hop Minardi for Fresh Hop Minardi I am Johnny Manitoba Good night and take luck. We hope you enjoy This is Fresh Hop Cinema.